ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. January 6, 2017. I want to welcome you tonight uh, in America, Friday night. It's Saturday here in uh, Australia and Bali. I want to welcome you to the broadcast. Next up is Minister Peter Whiffen. He's coming to you from the Gold Coast of Australia. And we're excited to be here with you tonight. Dr. Erica uh, was not able to make it this evening. She is working on a special project for the Lord. He's having her write a book, and she's on that last chapter. So, She's got had the night off tonight. She will be back next week. So we're looking forward to having Dr. Erica from TedLine.com back on. If you're just joining us this week, welcome. We started back on Thursday, and we uh, be- begun the marathon once again. And um, I'm looking forward to what the Lord's going to do in 2017. We're going to be bringing on all the regular folk and then some new guests. In fact, uh, we're also going to expand to Saturday nights. I believe uh, we're going to open that up so that we can uh, do more programs than ever. Uh, tomorrow, you don't want to miss two special shows. We're going to have two brand new guests on. One is Brother Brian Melvin. He died and went to hell. You say, well, he should be down there right now. Then it shouldn't. Nope. They didn't bury him. God brought him back, gave him an opportunity to serve him and also to tell people what he saw. So, praise the Lord. Now, you could be dead and buried. God could raise you like Lazarus if he wants to. But many people are having visions of hell. Their heart is stopping. They're clinically dead. And they're seeing what awaits, what they were not prepared for. Now, you and I are not guaranteed we're going to get that opportunity that Brother Brian Melvin had or Bill Weiss or a few others that have come out in recent years to share their testimony. In fact, I hope I never see hell. You know, recently, Brother Peter, I asked God to give me a vision of hell, and I thought, maybe that's not so wise. <laughs> but, hey, uh, be careful what you ask for. Exactly. Um, because all these people that come back, they're traumatized. And um, you know what? I don't know if that was a good thing to ask the Lord, but you know what? Uh, praise God for Brother Brian Melvin, who is still with us today. He had died. He saw hell. He's going to tell you about it tomorrow on the program and so I want to encourage you to tune into that show. We've also got another special guest that's going to come on at 9 o'clock. Now you say, well, how do I find out what's playing? We set up a new page over at the website. Go to OmegaManRadio.com and hit Schedule, where I'm going right now. And you'll see that, for example, tomorrow after Brian Melvin, 7 to 9, we're going to have Bill Wilson. 
Bill Wilson is uh, going to be coming on for the first time as well, and he's got a real special teaching. He's also involved in spiritual warfare deliverance ministry. Looking forward to uh, having these two men of God on with us tomorrow, so tune in. Now, if you can't catch these programs live, and I understand there's a lot going on in the world, it would be a full-time job, Peter, just to tune into Omega Man Radio to these shows, and I understand that. That's why we've got them up in the archive for you, and um, most of you out there are listening on archive podcast, so they're there for you. They're free. And I want to encourage you to help yourself and check out the new website we're putting together. I'm building it myself, so it's come along slow. I'm not really a programmer, but I, I know enough to get the job done. So it's beginning to take shape. Keep an eye on it, and um, there's more great updates coming soon, God willing. With that, I want to thank you all for bearing with me. I'm a little bit late. I needed to take a shower. I realized I went two days. I don't know how that happened. Um, well, you know, that's not as bad as the, a guy I used to work for, Peter. He was in Vietnam, and he was a mm-hmm. lieutenant colonel of the branch we worked at. For I worked for Warrant Officer Division, U.S. Army. I was a civilian, but I worked alongside active duty uh, helicopter pilots for the Army for almost seven years. This boss that we had, his name was Lieutenant Colonel Mosley. He told me he was pinned down one time in Nam, and he was out in the field. He didn't get a bath for 30 days. I'm like... What's up with that? He must have been stinking. He he might have started growing. My brother, I don't know how people do it. And there's a new series out there called Alone where they drop people off in Patagonia. I think they start with like 12. And the last one to make it and not call home, they give them a sat phone. So when you're ready to tap out, you call and they'll send a speedboat out to pick you up in a remote part of Argentina. If you make it to the last man or woman, because they have women out there too, competing for the prize, they give you $500,000, okay? And you got bragging rights that you're um, you're the baddest one in town. Well, I don't think they take deodorant out there. How do they manage to go 30 or 60 days? Brother, if I go a couple days without a bath, which I hope not to, I smell pretty bad. I don't think I could stand myself for 60 days. Could you make it? <laughs> I used to be a plumber. And uh, what I noticed was my nose adjusted. Oh, so after a while you can yeah. you get used to you the, didn't smell uh, it. the smell. <laughs> <laughs> I used to get people uh, like casual people to come and work, yes. and uh, they last they last about an hour and run. They, hmm. they couldn't stand it. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know, yeah. when you open up those pipes, you never know what you're gonna find, right? Oh man. Oh, dear. Whew, Lord have mercy. I never, I, I never knew what I was getting into. Wow. Well, but you know one what? Thing, when, you go, when you go to the shop to buy lunch, everyone gets out of the way. Ah, that's that's true. You, you get, yeah, you get prime. You get first served. First class seating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Folks, we can endure oh, it man. for a couple of days, 30 or 60 days, but you couldn't endure hell. I hear it smells so bad down there. That's just one of the many horrors of hell. We don't want to do go there. We don't have to tonight. Praise God. And um, I'm excited to be here with Peter. Well, with that, I want to welcome you all out there. Folks, until um, we begin to get the, uh, the word out, uh, we need you to help us. Pass the word that we've got um, the broadcast back up and running. And people can tune in right here on MixLR, or you can go to MegamanRadio.com. Blog Talk, for some reason, is uh, is not working. 
for live shows, but I am putting all the audios up there, and I'm working out an alternate system to take calls. So I hope to have that fixed maybe over the weekend. Updates to follow. With that, shouts out to Maria in London, Sister Jen, Andrea Yancey, welcome aboard. Greg the Warrior, God bless you all. Nair Lundy, Jenny, Sister Jan, Jennifer, Brother Will, others out there outside of MixLR. By the way, you can come into MixLR. It's, it's free. Just sign up for... Um, a free account of MixLR. Also do SoundCloud too. There's a reason for it because with MixLR you can get in the chat room when you log in. And on SoundCloud you can do more than just play the programs. You can actually download them. When you log in for free, you'll see another little button down there where you can uh, download the MP3. While you're in the sign up mood, go to the website and sign up for the free newsletter. Peter, I would like you to consider uh, writing an article a month. Uh, anything the Lord would put on your heart, pray about it. Uh, we'll put it in the newsletter. Uh, we're also going to advertise okay. people's ministries. It'll be all be free, no charge. And um, with that, um, let's get started tonight. Peter, I want to thank you for making time available on your weekend. Would you like to um, open up this show in prayer before you bring your teaching? Yeah, great. Um, thank you for having me here. And um, uh, we, we just uh, start the prayer. We, we pray, dear Father, God in heaven, we invite you to come and be with us today. We say we appreciate you and we love you and we declare before heaven and earth that we want you to be with us. Yes, we thank you for all the, all the people. And we ask you, God, to put your love, be with us all. Um, send the kingdom of heaven into everyone, to our lives, and uh, share with us the inheritance that was uh, uh, given to us uh, from uh, the magnificent sacrifice uh, on the cross. We say we receive today <clears throat> our inheritance. Let our accounts be filled. Let our households be blessed. And let us receive the joy of the Lord today in Jesus' name. Amen. I say amen. Again, welcome everybody. Peter Whiffen. Coming to you live from Gold Coast of Australia. And Peter is free to preach on anything the Lord gives him. Pre prior show, I think he told me he's got a new series he wants to launch. And uh, is that right, Peter? You're going to be doing a, a series of teaching? Tell us about it. Um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> what, uh, what got me started with the names, you know, the meaning of the names, was um, the book of Joshua. And uh, I noticed from the meanings of the name in the bush of book of Joshua that uh, our enemies that are fighting our lives are identified there and the way to deal with the enemies is uh, shown there right there in the in the walk after all the book of Joshua it is about Joshua walking in the promised land leading Israel and uh, the interesting thing is is that the the name of the promised land means uh, the lowland it's the land of the humble, and God calls it the land of milk and honey. So it got me thinking of this uh, book. Could this book be the story of us? And and could it refer to uh, how we approach walking in the world, uh, being in the world but not of the world? And it dawned on me, Shannon, that... Uh, I, I hear the promises uh, and read the promises that, that God has given us, 
but um, sometimes we we haven't uh, seen those promises uh, in fruition. Uh, in, in other words, we, we haven't seen them possessed. So uh, what occurred to me was uh, this is because of people coming for deliverance and, and some getting delivered and some not. And then I'm going, why? Uh, the promises are there. And then, I, then I, it dawned on me, Joshua was given the land and um, it wasn't a walk in the park, was it? <laughs> you know, he, he had to go and uh, possess it. So uh, this is our job, uh, recognizing that the name Joshua uh, means the same name as Jesus. Uh, it, it Joshua means the God or Yahweh is salvation. So really, we with this book of Joshua is a book of salvation, walking in the promises. And I thought that book really could have some clues for us. And um, we learned some things. I learned some things from it. Uh, it's not exhaustive, but I thought it might be good to do a series uh, on, on this and see what we can mine, you know, dig out of it that may help us. Uh, I found uh, in the book of Joshua there's a, a cave uh, and uh, five kings are actually run into that cave and are locked in with a rock. And to my surprise, the, the name of the cave is uh, meaning the cave of the shepherd. <laughs> so uh, praise the Lord. So that, so that uh, shows us that uh, maybe we can uh, lock away spirits, spiritual kings uh, in the cave of the shepherd. And it helps us with deliverance uh, to have faith uh, to pray these things. Uh, a lot of, a lot of times, uh, we hear things taught or we pray things, but have we realised where they come from and why that will work or or why it didn't work? So, uh, so what do you think? We do that? Let's do it. I think that's going to be awesome. I'm excited about this and. Um as we're beginning tonight, uh, do one more thing for me. Give out the uh, website for those tuning in that um, would also like to follow your ministry and uh, get some additional information after the show. Um, how can they find you on the web? And you mentioned the Bible. Uh, give us a link for that website as well. Okay. The, the Bible is, um, the Bible is uh, Names Amplification Bible. Dot com and the Bible is uh, never been done before it's got the meaning of the names of all the people and all the places right there in the Bible as you read along and uh, it's taken four years to do this project and we're printing it now <laughs> praise the Lord praise the Lord man I'll tell you it's so not been uh, yeah <laughs> not it, easy it was not an easy project to take on but it's well worth the time that was invested i'm excited to hear that news from you brother i rejoice with you that again is it's uh, fantastic eh? it's fantastic. fantastic for the church eh? that's names amplification bible.com yeah okay and, cool um, there's thirty-three thousand odd entries of names in the bible um, i was shocked to find out that 17 percent of the words 
in the Bible, some 2,700 words are names, and I didn't know the meaning of them. Not, I knew a handful, but not, not them in general. So that, that sort of saying to me, the Bible, that part of the Bible, 17% of it, is in another language and uh, foreign to me. So uh, this started with the book of Joshua, and then I, I, I got so much out of the book of Joshua, I thought, well, why not do the whole Bible? So that's how it began. Nearly at the time I, I met you um, all those years ago, hey. Eh? <laughs> that's right. I was still in the red bunker, as we called it back in Gainesville, Georgia. Man, that's been, uh, yeah. shoot. That's a few years ago now. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think I went to Vegas in 2013. <laughs> hey, and that was way before yeah. then. So, uh, brother, you've been, you've been, uh, I remember when Peter told me, he says, I've been working on a project and this, this first run was like six weeks straight. That's all he was doing. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's amazing. And that was just to, <laughs> just to get it started. And there's been a lot of, uh, work between that time and now, but I tell you, it's going to be a real blessing to the body of Christ. Those that want to get in and learn more about the word and have the meanings behind the words that we just read over and didn't even understand that there was deeper truths for us as we dig and mine the word of God, studying it to show ourselves approved. What an amazing project God tasked you with, Peter. And, um, you know, how often have we been given yeah. something to do and then we just, we don't do it, you know, um, it's one thing to get the instruction, but will you carry it out that the Lord gives you? Uh, it may be a long-term project God is going to put you on. Or will you be faithful to see it to the end? Peter has been faithful. And um, I'm excited to hear that it's uh, being printed now. If you want to get more information, namesamplificationbible.com. And Peter, also, uh, what's your main website? Um, hiskingdomstable.com. And uh, I got a booklet there called uh, "Deliverance is at the Table." This is the uh, this is an understanding of why, in Psalm 23, God sets up a table in the presence of our enemies. So that was a booklet. It's pretty powerful. <laughs> Many people get that booklet and come back to me and change everything. Let me tell you something. Uh, um, I want to just inject this really quickly. Uh, I use this information that Peter brought out in the teaching just about two, three days ago. We were coming back and from a, a place that where we got a bite to eat, and we had this taxi, came back to the house, and the taxi driver, he was talking to my wife, Narita, and she said he would like prayer. She was telling him that we, we, uh, we, uh, we do a radio show and we pray for people. He came in. He pulled a talisman out of his wallet peter it was a small piece of wood that was given to him by a hindu shaman told him that by carrying this it would give him good luck and he said he was raised in the christian church yeah there's about 20 million christians here and there's about 200 million muslims you know there's like 10 percent christian in the country but mm. just because you're raised in the church doesn't mean you're going to do things right just like in america or australia anywhere else they're mm. lukewarm christians and he was lukewarm covered his body in tattoos that was another part of the, the ministry. We, we talked to him about he had a devil with horns on his back and a yin-yang symbol on his neck. But the, the first thing we were dealing with was this talisman. And, you know, I'll be honest with it. We got him to repent. 
we went outside and burned it. And we came back in and began to pray. And not much was happening that I could see. Of course, things are going on in the spirit. Every prayer does work. But I had expected, you know, more of a manifestation in his case. Well, we prayed and I was going to uh, just say, that's round one. We got it started and planted the seed. Well, Rita said, keep going. Well, we kept going and then it occurred to me. Why don't we take him to the Lord's table? I remember Peter doing the teaching on this show. And I mm-hmm. actually went into the refrigerator. Um, I found some saltine crackers. And I got one for me and one for him. And I had some grape juice. You know, to get grape juice is a difficult task here. You would think it would be pretty easy. I can find every other fruit in the world and juice, but I can't find grape juice that easily. Well, I searched time low, and I found this bottle on a, a bottom of a shelf in a, a grocery store recently. It was a huge bottle, and believe it or not, it comes all the way from Australia. And uh, wow. they had poured it down here, and it was huge. And I said, man, we don't use that much in communion. It's gonna, that thing's going to spoil. So sure enough, I put it in the refrigerator, and I pulled that thing out and poured him a little bit in me, and it almost tasted like wine. <laughs> it started to ferment, <laughs> and I gave him a little bit, a little bit for me. And we took those demons mm-hmm. to the Lord's table in Jesus' name, had him forgive people, repent, before he took communion. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then we took communion and brought the judgment of the Lord on those demons, and that's when he began to manifest and began to get wow. nauseous and vomit. We took those mm-hmm. demons to the Lord's table, called for the wrath of God down on those demons. God bring judgment on them. And, um, folks, it works. Mm-hmm. There's judgment mm-hmm. at the Lord's table. For those that don't uh, discern the body of Christ. And that's why you want to pray and forgive and repent before you take communion. And there's more in that teaching than just what I explained. But I just want to say, I used that just the other day, I want to tell you. And and it worked. And praise God, we went round one with the guy. Now he's going to come back for round two. He's got to locate the Chris knife. This is a special knife given to him by another group of people here. And uh, it has magic powers. It's got a demon behind it. And he was given to break witchcraft. I mean, go figure. Use witchcraft to break witchcraft. That's not going to work. And he's got a a special bracelet that they told him to wear, which has also got him in bondage. So he's going to find it, and we're going to destroy it. And they present it to him in a small black box. We've told him to find it. I'm going to have him bring it over the house. We're going to film it, and we're going to smash that thing burn it, whatever we can do, um, and then we're going to get it on film and do some more deliverance. So I just thought about that. As you mentioned, the Lord's Table, we used it just the other day. Go to hiskingdomstable.com, and you can get the full teaching. Uh, on There's judgment. There's deliverance at the Lord's Table. Yeah, it's a download on the, on the front page there, and uh, it's in PDF. It's about 50 pages. Uh, it's got uh, half of it is the teachings and stuff, and the rest of it is uh, some nice scriptures you can start reading to the enemy. Oh yes, give them some, give some, give them something to chew on. <laughs> Folks, you want more ammunition to use against the enemy? You're in the right place tonight. Well, with that uh, introduction, yeah. I'm going to turn it over to Peter. Peter, <laughs> take all the time you want. If you need yeah, a break at any time, just let me know. Okay. Okay. Cheers. It's a, uh, thanks for that. Um, we're finding, I'm finding uh, here that um, things that that uh, we're uh, using and discovering 
we 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 actually um using them finding out how they go and um we're doing deliverance every day so it's a chance to test things out and um we came to the came to the uh things that are very powerful and um that uh that that realization on the communion that's where uh god's saying you know you know when you eat your food you'd be thankful like without our food we'll we're not going to last long so god is saying don't don't forget me you know please you know i love you don't forget me so the blessings are at the table we go we go there have communion i i'm suggesting um the people you know in your heart do communion every day um um, uh, night times uh, dinner time meals good because you can do it while you're having your meal be thankful while you're eating the food and remember god and remember the cross and remember that the blood is giving us a, a payback and it's giving us a um <coughs> uh, it, it it has to be paid back so uh the, the the cost of the blood of jesus when when we sit down and have a look at it um is priceless so the payback is without without limit and it comes uh, daily. Uh, the the bank account for us is is kept in heaven, uh, safe, and uh, the deposits are made to us as daily bread at the communion table. So anyway, that's a subject. Uh, that's a whole subject on its own. But we can uh, we can look at that as it uh, as it comes to light in even in the book of uh, Joshua. So um, praise the Lord for these things. Um, I'm really thankful. Uh, for the Bible, the name's Bible, because there is there is uh, so many revelations in this Bible, and we may see in the future how those revelations are discovered by various believers around the world, and then um, given as uh, as uh, tools to the to the body, so that we can survive in these last days, so so that we can um, know what we're doing, and um, yes, knowledge uh, knowledge is important because knowledge points us to the way. And it's the it's the way that counts. It's the right way. Like for instance, um, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm finding people we minister to haven't been water baptized, and um, Jesus said this is uh, to fill, fulfill all righteousness. And we find where grace rules through righteousness. So if someone isn't water baptized, they're they're, they're missing the way, and um, God has made a way to uh, restore us all. So anyway. Um, uh, we thank you, God, for all the things that are uh, used to help everyone. Um, and I'll get on with the uh, with the book of Joshua. So, as we know, Joshua is uh, the same name as Jesus. Yeshua, Joshua means uh, Yahweh is salvation. So. Um, uh, we find in the uh, end of the book of uh, Deuteronomy that the uh, the introduction to the mission uh, that that Joshua was to run, and this was the handing over uh, from Moses to uh, Joshua of the um, of the authority in Israel. So uh, Moses has uh, done his job, but he 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 was not allowed to enter, as we know. Because uh, uh, because he dropped the ball in a couple of places, but uh, Joshua now takes up the ball and is heading into the promised land. So um, we start off um, we start off here that they are to um, 
Then to follow a law, and um, this law, it says uh, in Deuteronomy 31, 26, take the book of the law and put it in the side of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, Yahweh, the existing one, your God, Elohim, that it may be there for a witness against you. Now, this is a law that was only just finished written. It's interesting to know that the book of the law that they had to take with them was just finished written uh, prior to Moses' death. This was to put, uh, this was uh, not inside the ark, it was to put it in the side of the ark. And it was just finished written, so it wasn't the Ten Commandments. This is, uh, this is uh, a law that was written after the Ten Commandments. So uh, what we find is is that the summary of the law that they had to obey is the summary that Jesus said was to um, uh, was to love God. If we go down to um, if we go down to uh, the end of the book uh, in verse thirty three of uh, sorry chapter thirty three verse two of Deuteronomy. We see that um, Moses is uh, talking about a blessing and he's talking about how God blessed the children of Israel before his death. And he said, the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, came from Sinai. And by the way, Sinai means thorny and it's the thorn bush of sin and rose up from Seir, Harry, and to them he shined from Paran, the place of caverns, and he came with ten thousands of his saints and from his right hand went a fiery law for them. Now this is the um, this is the fire that uh, uh, that I believe Jesus is referring to when he says um, he wished uh, a fire was kindled or it's yet kindled. And uh, if we have a look right the way back up in Leviticus, we will see the showbread uh, is twelve loaves uh, on the showbread table. Uh, to be covered with frankincense, uh, pointing to Jesus' body covered with frankincense as a memorial offering by fire. And then we go further, further forward to the, um, uh, the baptism in fire at Pentecost. And it says, Yea, he loved the people, all his saints are in thy hand, and they sat down at thy feet, every one shall receive of thy words." So Moses drawn commanded us a law, even the inheritance of the congregation of Jacob, which Jacob means supplanter, by the way. So we, we find here that um, we find here the pointing towards the inheritance, the promised land, the inheritance uh, that we now realize is the inheritance of the saints. And uh, they didn't know at that time that the, that uh, the cross was to come, and uh, it was through the cross that the that the blood and the body would provide our inheritance. So um, the prelogue then was that Moses uh, wrote a poem, and uh, it's the poem of Moses, and this poem was to be read to Israel every seven years to remind them that uh, God said that they were likely. Uh, or they were to go astray. Where, what I see here is is that the main danger that that uh, that God was looking for 
was that uh, they would go to other gods. Uh, it says in uh, Deuteronomy 31 that um, uh, verse 10, Moses, which means drawn, by the way, uh, commanded them, saying, at the end of every seven years, uh, in the solemnity of the year of release, they had to read um, the, this law out. So um, we have here the uh, uh, the number seven arising, uh, seven years, years of release. And um, what I found through looking through the scripture is that um, uh, number seven is there, um, that uh, we're marvelously and wonderfully made and and uh, it points to that we have seven lights in us, one oil and seven lights like the menorah, the candlestick. And this is the candlestick, the light of life, um, the, the operating system, I believe, of men. And the seven is pointing to the, to the deliverance of um, the complete person, uh, could be. So um, uh, God is saying that uh, it's not going to go smooth. And uh, therein lies um, uh, something that can avoid disappointment, realizing that when a, a person becomes a Christian, uh, they inherit the promises, and the promises are theirs. Uh, you, you can't enter the kingdom of heaven unless you're born again. You won't see it. But uh, it doesn't mean it's uh, a rosy. <laughs> uh, as Joshua found out and as Israel found out when they did enter the promised land, uh, oh, my gosh, it was full of giants. Now, um, entering the promised land is just the beginning of the uh, possession of the inheritance. So what I found is there's the promises and then there's the possession of the promises. It uh, can cause disappointment to confuse the few, uh, the two, and, and go, oh, where's my promise? Doesn't God love me? I haven't received my promise. And, uh, oh, so someone else is receiving the promise and I'm not. And um, I'm still having to fight, and they seem to have got their deliverance or they've got their breakthrough, and I haven't got mine. Well, what I found uh, that comes out in the book of Joshua is that um, it's not all even. And uh, some of the tribes actually had their rest, they had their promised rest, before they even entered the promised land on the other side of the Jordan. And then there was others that by verse, uh, I think it's by chapter 18, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, still had not received their uh, inheritance. And uh, Joshua was saying to them, they had to go to the high places, the mountains, to get that inheritance. So um, it depends on uh, a person's station in life on what's in front of them. But recognizing that God... Um, works all things together for good and some who are having the tougher fight are learning more and some who uh you know easy come easy go uh type thing uh some who uh, uh have a uh, an easy release uh god told those tribes to um uh, to help their brothers yeah <laughs> you know some people are, they they got a, a silver spoon so to speak you know everything happens nice for them well god's saying to that with a with a uh, an indication that that person that person really should help their brother and um, join in with the fight and go along, 
And uh, all together, everyone, the whole uh, community of Israel will, uh, will overcome. I actually believe that the, uh, there's 31 kings in the book of Joshua, and um, all those kings represent, uh, they, well, they all had to die, and they, and they were all enemies of Israel, and they can represent different parts of uh, uh, problems for us. And by looking at the meaning of the names of the kings, you can get some sort of idea on what could be our issues or our problems, and even the names of the cities. So uh, I did find a place called uh, 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 the House of Hollowness. And um, could that be depression? So um, another uh, place was called I've Been Bewitched. And uh, it became pretty fascinating uh, as we walked through. So that's the, um, that's the introduction of what, what I was looking to do with the series called Walking with Joshua. So we can start off um, now um, at uh, Joshua chapter 1. And um, it says here that uh, we read the passage. And now after the death of Moses drawn, the servant of the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, came to pass that the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, spoke to Joshua, which means Yahweh is salvation, the son of Nun. And actually Nun means pros prosperity. So here we have the son of posterity, Yahweh is salvation, Joshua. The son of none posterity, Moses drawn, minister saying, Moses drawn, my servant is dead now, therefore arise and go over this Jordan. Now it was interesting to find out that the name Jordan means descender. It's a river that winds down into the red or the, sorry, the dead sea. So the, the Jordan is a type and shadow uh, uh, of a, uh, a river leading to uh, death. So um, I know it's a popular name people are called, but um, I just wonder. So anyway, um, go over this descender, Jordan, and thou and all these people unto the land which I do give them. Even to the children of Israel, God prevails. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that I have given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Now here we have again that um, to receive the um, to receive the land, one must stand on the land. To receive the promises, one must be standing on the promises. Our, our foot is important where it's gone. Uh, to receive the benefits of salvation, we must walk in the way. Walk. So um, this uh, just. Uh, you know, some people like buy a Bible down a newsagent and say they got all the promises. Um, that's first step. So um, uh, it's interesting the land that they're given. Um, the land is uh, verse four is from the wilderness, and this Lebanon. Lebanon means whiteness, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, which means fruitfulness. So we're being given whiteness like white garments, white light, and the great river, fruitfulness. So so really pointing to be, be given the promise of clean, cleanliness, fruitfulness, um, and all the land of the Hittites. And um, the Hittites' uh, name means the descendants of ter terror. 
So I wonder who they are, but we get all the land of the Hittites, and I, I'm suspecting that they are the Mixed, the Nephilim, uh, the fallen ones, the, uh, the, the principalities, the powers, the rulers, the, uh, the giants. Uh, this is the uh, prodigy of the fallen angels where, where Satan had organized to uh, mix angelic seed with humankind and produce a perverse creature that wasn't designed in the original uh, creation. So well, I believe the souls of these um, uh, the souls of these beings are still on the earth even though they lost their bodies. If we go to, uh, we talk about before, but we go to uh, Job chapter 30, read it with the eyes of the souls of people that died in the flood and you, all of a sudden you may see that uh, what these are and what they do. Uh, in there we find that they can do uh, astral travel, help people do astral travel. They cause uh, infirmity, they cause sickness, uh, they, they, they rob, uh, kill people and uh, they're not happy and that they um, were shocked when they found themselves bodiless because of the flood. So anyway, this is the Hittites, the descendants of Terah, their land. So, so God is taking their land because, see, they weren't in the original creation and, and they haven't got the promise of the earth on them uh, specifically. So, so it's not theirs. Um, so up into the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your coast. And then it's interesting, um, God is saying to Joshua, there shall not be, not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life as I was with Moses drawn, so I will be with thee. Now I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Now, well, that's that's a that's a cool promise because um, you know we hear that the Lord won't forsake us, but uh, we also see here He's saying, uh, "I will not fail thee." So um, I think that's a good promise to put our trust in. He he goes on further to say uh, in verse six, "Be strong and of good courage, for unto this people shall thou divide for an inheritance." the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Now, this is the inheritance again coming up, the land representing the promise, which is representing the spiritual condition of us. Are we not made of earth? Are we not the land? So uh, brings up the subject, you know, uh, doesn't the scripture say you are not your own? You're bought with a price. You know, I, I had a... Um, uh, at Christmas, uh, there were some young uh, youth uh, believers there, and um, they they came up and said, oh, someone's dead us to ask you, uh, uh, is it okay to have tattoos? <laughs> and uh, in the end, they were sorry they asked. Because I didn't condemn them, but I did ask them the question, who owns your body you're living in? And they said, we do. And then when I explained it, they realized they didn't even own their body. It belongs to God, bought with a price, and uh, would he be happy that you tattooed it? <laughs> so anyway, so the land is uh, 
the land is ours to use. It's been given as a promise. Our body is ours to use. And uh, in uh, the tactic of deliverance, we're, we're now asking the spirits, if, if they're talking, uh, who owns this body? And, and even with that question, spirits come out. The, the darkness that, that they are in that body, uh, they're, they're in that body uh, illegally. They, there is no legal right for them to be in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And really, Jesus is the head of the body, so that, you know, they have to ask him. So I found just putting the big question to them, uh, who owns this body? I never had it fail that they uh, they don't start coming out. So anyway, um, this is us possessing the land that is owned, uh, given to us by God, earned, and we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, came in the flesh. So uh, this is the story of possessing our inheritance. Now, um, the, the, the deal is uh, only thou, uh, verse 7, only be thou strong. Aha, uh -huh. here's the thing. Be strong and very courageous that thou may observe to do all according to the law, which Moses, drawn my servant, commanded, turning not from, the, from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou may prosper wherever thou goes. Now, what we find is there's a scripture, um, uh, scriptural uh, condition on grace. Uh, people think they can... Uh, some people may think that they can um, uh, abuse grace or they may get upset that uh, someone can just get grace and do what they want. But um, uh, God is not that – God is not that uh, – <laughs> not that uh, – he's wiser than that. So, uh, so uh, in Romans 5.17, it says, uh, for the sin – of this one man, Adam caused death to rule. Adam caused death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace, his gift of righteousness to all who receive it. So in Romans 5.21 it says, Just as sin ruled by bringing death, also grace might rule through righteousness. See? Grace might rule. So there's a rulership. There's a rulership through righteousness, which means to initiate the the, the inheritance. You know, we're saved by grace, uh, grace ruling through righteousness. So to initiate uh, and receive and have grace ruling in our life, it's got to be done the right way. Righteousness, yes, yeah, some say it's right standing by God, but I would say righteousness is the right thing. Righteousness is the right way. Righteousness is love in action. So here we have this law of love your neighbor as yourself, love God with all your heart, which love, loving God is doing the right thing by God, and loving uh, your neighbor is doing the right thing by your neighbor as, as you would do it uh, to yourself. So this is where uh, with the New Testament church, we are, we are free of the law, but we are, we are under the rulership of righteousness.
And um, what we were talking about before was uh, going to the Lord's table in an unworthy manner. There you would be going, uh, say, for instance, if you went there and you were unforgiving uh, and, and wanting vengeance from, from anyone, then um, you're, you're, you're sitting there and you're, and you're in the way of the uh, judgment uh, because the right, right thing is everyone there would be judged so if we go and sit there in the righteousness of Jesus Christ uh, by uh, believing in that and walking in that, we uh, we can sit there and the judgment is not going to hit us, but it's going to hit our enemies. I, I actually believe that uh, if, if people uh, can sit at the Lord's table by faith uh, in righteousness and meet the conditions of the way, then God will drop the judgment on his enemies. Because uh, what we learn is judgment is absolutely, uh, absolutely not negotiable. It will happen, but the timing of God judgment is optional. So uh, some, I believe, uh, because the judgment would hit them if they called it on their enemies, it's going to hit them too. Then um, God is not dropping that judgment at that time, giving them time to to, to turn, and uh, then He's can. Uh, uh, out of love, uh, the like the angel of death can fly over them and smack the firstborn of the of the problem, the mixed seeds. So um, righteousness righteousness has a place, and um, you know uh, grace uh, grace allows us freedom, but uh, to sit and receive the deliverance, our inheritance, uh, there's the condition uh, the conditions. So um, it, Joshua has been given those conditions, and we'll see as we go through into the book of Joshua, very fast he's taught the lesson of uh, when those conditions are not met, what happens. So um, uh, then uh, Joshua uh, commanded the officers of the people, this is verse uh, 10, and still in 1, Joshua, Pass through the host and command the people, saying, Prepare your victuals, for within three days you shall pass over this Jordan of the sender to go in and possess the land, which the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, your God Elohim, giveth you to possess. So the promises are there for us to possess. It's interesting there that there's three days. Could that be like the three days? between the cross and the resurrection who knows but it's a lot of things are pointing always pointing forward to uh the cross to jesus and his death now he says an interesting thing here in verse 12 and to the reubenites which means behold a son and to the gadites an invader and and to the half tribe of manasseh now manasseh's name means causing to forget Spoke Joshua, Yahweh is salvation, saying. Now, these are these are tribes of Israel, and I believe they're breads, like uh, in Leviticus. So, so we we have Jesus said, "I'm the bread of life," and I think that He harvested all the blessings of Israel, and uh, in His own body, and broke His body to share with everyone. And part of the sharing of the brokenness of the body of Jesus Christ is Manasseh, which is causing to forget. This is not looking back. This is plowing the field, looking forward. This is getting over it. All things have passed away. Uh, all things have become new. 
and this is causing to forget. So we can pray, you know, God, feed me the bread of Manasseh as uh, my inheritance achieved by Jesus, and let me forget uh, anything that's uh, that's been playing on me, and uh, not digging it up again, digging up old bread, uh, uh, eating the bread of forgetfulness, and and asking God to heal those uh, wounds of the past. I think it's a key. So anyway. Remembering the word which Moses drawn the servant of the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, commanded you, saying, The Lord Yahweh, the existing one, your God Elohim, have given you rest and has given you this land. Now, they already received it there. They've got their inheritance before crossing. This is the beholder son, really pointing to Jesus. Uh, if you remember that uh, Reuben went to dig... Um, uh, Jacob out of his um, out of the pit and um, uh, this is the type and shadow of the deliverance of of the, of the one and only son so um, uh, you're interesting here your wives your little ones your cattle shall remain in the land Moses gave you this side of the Jordan the descender but ye shall pass before your brethren armed all the mighty men of valor and help them so so here we have certain ones that are got their inheritance commanded to go before to help them see and these, these are the these i believe are the are the believers the brothers and sisters that we have that don't have problems they they've got everything and 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 their call is to help is to go before, you know, help pay for ministries, help um, encourage, um, uh, spend time, you know, uh, praying with people, helping them. So um, we can see ourselves in this uh, in this book. So um, the wives are out of it. Uh, the children are out of it. This is a job for the uh, the armies of Israel. And until the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, has given your brethren rest as he has given you, and they also have possessed the land which the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, your God, Elohim, given them, ye shall return unto the land of your possession and enjoy it. So, see, these people were given land the other side of the Jordan. So, anyway, the which Moses, the Lord's Yahweh existing one, servant, gave you on this side of the Jordan toward the sun rising. So there is a call for them to leave their possessions, go and help their brothers and sisters get theirs. Now that, that's got to be love in action. And they answered Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, saying, All that thou commanded us we will do, and whatsoever thou send us, we will go. So they, they said they're going to do it. According to as we have hearkened to Moses, drawn in all things, so we will hearken unto thee. And only the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, thy God Elohim, be with thee as he was with Moses drawn. Now there was a, uh, in verse 18, there's a warning uh, passage and, and this can go out to uh, to people uh, to people really who, who go well yeah I'm happy I got my life you know I got my boat or got my car I got my house I got my family and uh, I'm gonna live my best life now 
So this one's really, whosoever he be, verse 18, whosoever he be that does rebel against thy commandment and will not hearken unto thy words in all thou commandest him, he shall be put to death, only be of good courage. So that can be a very dangerous thing. Uh, we, we have other passages in the Bible where there's warnings of those who will not fight. So um, we go on here in verse 2 that the spies are sent uh, into Jericho. And Jericho is the first city that, that they've got to get sorted out in the promised land. And uh, I wonder why that city was chosen. And there's some things about that city that are really interesting. Um, I actually believe that the, the Battle of Jericho is a type and shadow of the salvation of the world. That the walking around Jericho, uh, as we know, they blew the trumpets. Uh, they weren't to speak, and they blew the trumpets, which was uh, for seven days around the city. And I'm thinking that's the seven days of creation. That's the 7,000 years of the working out and then the, um, uh, the end uh, so that uh, everyone's living forever in peace. And it also points to the seventh year of uh, release. So um, it's interesting that the city of Jericho has a name called its moon. Jericho means a moon. It's a moon or its moon. And uh, we know certain sects that have the moon as their logo. But uh, when we look at a moon, uh, what is it? Um, we can see it in the sky shining shining, um, only because it's reflecting light. Uh, if we notice, the moon does not have its own light. It's a mirror. The light from the sun hits the moon and comes to the earth. And um, the moon has a phase where there's more of it. And less of it going from the new moon to the full moon. Um, we can talk to some people, uh, every, every, nearly every profession that deals with people, from policemen to nurses, hospitals, counsellors, will say that on the full moon, everyone acts up. And um, this, we get the word lunatic. Uh, if we look into nature, we'll find that if you plant uh, vegetables on a full moon, when they, uh, or any crop, uh, when they are harvested, they go off quick. Um, I know in Fiji, if you, if you cut a tree down in the forest on the full moon, uh, the bugs eat it. Uh, they get the wood borers in there real quick. And there's many, many, many other things. Even I found uh, a study where the stock market moves on the full moon. Uh, and uh, some people have predicted uh, stock markets against the moon. So we find here that... Uh, if we have a look at uh, light, um, light is uh, reflected in a mirror. And when we look at anything like writing in a mirror, we find that it's backwards. Uh, it's twisted. And the, the reflection we see in a mirror is twisted light. So uh, here we have a type and shadow of a city that doesn't have a light of its own. It's a reflector of the light, but it's twisted the light. So could that be the city of false doctrine? Could that be the city of the doctrine of demons? And it's the doctrine of the world that's gone astray. Um, just thoughts on, uh, on this. So it says that uh, 
And Joshua sent out the spies into the land, Jericho's moon, and they went and they came into a harlot's house named Rahab. Rahab's name means wide, which is interesting. Broad is the way, wide is wide is the way that leads to destruction. And uh, as we know, she's a famous lady. And um, the word, it's interesting, got to the king of Jericho. So um, this here then means that uh, our spiritual enemies are watching us. And when we start to walk and do anything, the, uh, the principalities and the powers and the rulers might be told. So um, behold, there came men hither to the night of the children of Israel. Uh, by the way, Israel means God prevails. Israel means God wins. And uh, to search out the country. And the king of Jericho, its moon, sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thy house. We've heard this story. And the woman took the two and the woman took the two men. She disobeyed the king and hid them, and said, They came to me, but I wish not whence they are. So so she's actually <laughs> lying to the king here. So um, we know that the um, that the spies escaped. And uh, she made a plan to let them down through the window. Uh, uh, maybe where the saying window of opportunity comes from. Anyway, they took the window of opportunity there and um, uh, they got away. And um, before they went away, they asked her, she said, can you save me? Do a deal with me. Uh, she had no doubt they were going to win. Now, this this is a city with high walls and of giants, and she believed them that they were going to win. So um, in uh, chapter 2, verse uh, 18, they say to her, Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou did let us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. Now this is this is the job of a believer. Uh, the job of a believer is to get your household saved. See, could this mean that? And um, she's rescued them. The rescue was done on a red rope. Um, could that red rope be pointing to something? Why is it a red rope? And um, I believe it's the bloodline, points to the bloodline of Jesus. These men were, were rescued by a bloodline, and then she was to look at that line through the window. While we're looking at the bloodline of Jesus, the trumpets are blowing and the city is being walked around and uh, for 7,000 or seven days, could it be that we're looking now at the red bloodline of the Lord Jesus Christ while God is blowing his trumpet around the world for the end climax of the redemption of the world in 7,000 years? So this, I believe, is a type and shadow of the redemption of the world from the twisted light system, the moon uh, city. 
So um, it's interesting that uh, that the uh, condition was set by an oath, and uh, an oath means uh, a means also a promise. It means also a contract. And I believe that the word of God is the oath, and um, it is that oath and the blood that's that's saving us. So we have an oath that is the word of God. In the beginning was God, and uh, in the beginning was the oath, the word, the promise. You know, if I if I'm a man of my promise, or if I'm a man of my word, I give my promise and keep it. That's my word is my bond. My word is my oath, my bond. And um, God says he, he keeps his word, right? So we uh, we have the word of God, and it, there is a confusion, a gray area uh, with, the, with the Bible. And this is what I noticed when I was writing the, this Bible, that um, there are that the Bible is is referred to by Jesus as Scripture, and Jesus said, "You you have the Scripture, but you don't come to me for life." So, so the Bible does record the promise of God, the Word of God, but it's not the Word of God. It didn't bleed. It didn't become flesh, dwell among us, and the Bible wasn't crucified, but. God himself in the flesh, the Lord Jesus, was crucified as the promise. So this is a good clarification to, to keep clear that, that, that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word or every promise from the mouth of God, right? Because we can read, uh, I noticed like in Job, there's God saying to Job and to his friends, that what Job's friends said was wrong. So, so we rightly divide the scripture, like the Bereans, to see if this is so through the scripture, where we look and see what's correct and what's not correct. So um, here we find the the big another pointing to the bloodline of jesus we go back to exodus and we know the blood went on the doorpost it was from a lamb and it's all lining up together so when we have one or thing out of that's this hasn't got a um, when we have one doctrine or one thing that hasn't got a line of uh consistency uh through the scriptures then um we we, we should should take note that maybe we're uh we're getting uh, diverted away from the way. So um, uh, it says, It shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of the house into the street, his blood shall be on his head, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head, and any hand, if any hand be upon him. If thou utter this our business, then we will quit of thine oath, which thou hast made us to swear. So she confirms it and says, according to your words, so it be. And she sent them away. As we know, Rahab ended up in the in the um, uh, the family inherited line of Jesus. So uh, she went from being the wide uh, 
lost, the wider lost way, a harlot, to being um, privileged to be in the bloodline of uh, of Jesus. So um, this uh, passage here says that it is possible to walk outside the house, and this um, this brings up uh, a, a question of once saved, always saved. Um, as long as you stay in the house, one saved, always saved. The, the same uh, thread was in um, put the blood on the doorpost, but if anyone went out of the house, they, they could get uh, killed. So um, we, we uh, once saved, uh, have to stay in the house, uh, looking out the window at the bloodline and watching the uh, procession of God with his trumpets blowing, which re really means God's, God's voice, his word blowing. So the shofar is like the voice of God. So um, uh, we have now the moon city, and um, we now have uh, the women and children on the other side of the Jordan. It's the job for the men, uh, pointing to it's really God's job outside, and the woman uh, representing the church inside the wall, uh, looking at the, the scarlet thread, and uh, to be rescued. So um, the Battle of Jericho is really, um, I believe, a reflection of dying to self, uh, dying uh, to the world, and um, by looking at the salvation of God, uh, the lady the lady uh, turned her back on Jericho. She betrayed Jericho. She didn't. Um, she didn't uh, dob in the spies. She lied about where they were and actually worked towards their their rescue. So, so this is a turning one's back on the world system. If we have a look at the example, we'll find in the world system the exact opposite to God. The uh, the calling of good evil. The calling of evil good, uh, the the wrong way, the opposite way, uh, the reverse or the twist. Some light, some truth. Uh, you twist it. Uh, they'll they'll use like goal setting, which is in um, the the proverb. You know, a desire gained is a tree of life, and then twist it with setting unreasonable goals and causing the first part of that scripture that disappointments break the heart. So um, this is a good way to recognize where, where not to go, is, is actually to discern what's opposite. When we see what's opposite, we can see the spirit of the world, which has got to be, got to be killed off first in the promised land before any other cities can be, can be walked towards. So um, that's the first part. Uh, <laughs> This is a great teaching today. We're live with Minister should, Peter Whiffin. Should I make a quick cup of coffee and then um, we? Yes, can, we're going to take a. I'm happy to continue. Why don't we take a ten-minute break? Is that good? Yeah, five or ten is fine. And I'll call you in ten minutes. Sounds good, my brother. Okay. Folks, that's part one. We're going to be back in ten minutes with part two with Peter Whiffin. Y'all enjoying tonight? I tell you, I'm, I'm blessed. Peter's one of the greatest Bible teachers I know of. He 
digs deep. How does he get this revelation? Because he is taking time to study God's word and begin to look into the deeper meaning of the word of God. It has many layers, doesn't it? Of course, we ask the Holy Spirit to guide us and teach us his word. He will. But it says, study to show yourself approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed. That means we've got to dig in there. We've got to roll the sleeves up and begin to read God's word. Meditate on it. Look up the words that we don't understand. Look into what were some of the meanings behind the words and places. They have significance that led him into um, doing this project for the Lord called the Names Amplification Bible that he talked about at the beginning of the program. You can pick up a free copy if you like the PDF. If you like the hard copy, that'll cost to print it, and you can order that from him directly. NamesAmplificationBible.com. You can go there for that. Also, his website, HisKingdomsTable.com. Speaking of coffee, I just made a cup here. Praise the Lord Jesus for the simple things in life, like some coffee. <laughs> and um, most time, it goes cold, and Narita gets angry at me, and I pour it out. Why do you make it then? I said, do you want me to just drink, like, a pot a day? <laughs> I'm weaning myself off. I don't know that I'll give up coffee. I can. I can. It's no big deal. I won't have withdrawal symptoms, but it's good to have something to sip on. I'll be honest with you, I just get bored drinking water. And um, we must have water. You need a gallon a day, most of us. But it's good to have something to sip on, whether it be hot chocolate or iced tea is good, whatever you like to drink. Hot tea, it's all good. Well, I want to thank Jesus for this opportunity to, to do these programs. It's an honor to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. And we want to do a better job at it here. So I am working hard to get some things online that I've been promising for a while. Starts with a website. We're working to build it up right now. And so um, check into OmegaManRadio.com once a day, once a week minimum. You're going to see some updates coming pretty fast and furious. Look at the schedule page. That's going to show you one week at a shot of what's coming. I like that. I, I don't know why I didn't have that done seven years ago. That's really an easy way to do it. It's pretty cool. And so I've got up through um, Saturday, and then the new week starts Sunday. So over the weekend, you'll have next week's up there. It's going to show you who's coming up next on the program. We've got a lot of new guests, as I mentioned, two new speakers tomorrow alone. So Check out tomorrow's show. I think we're going to move into uh, Monday through Saturday now. I'm feeling good about it. Monday through Saturday is the new show schedules, and that's going to give us extra options to bring on even more speakers than before. Before I break off into a micro-sermon, just see what time I'm going to bring Peter back on. <laughs> okay, I'll bring him back on at uh, 10 minutes, 10.35. Okay. So check the, uh, the website out. Up at the very top is a subscribe link to the newsletter. You say, where's my newsletter? It's coming. But to get it, you've got to sign up. It's free. And that's going to turn into a full magazine. What I'm going to do with the magazine is I'm going to uh, produce a color magazine, and it's going to be in Kindle format. Now, I thought until yesterday you had to actually use Amazon to produce a Kindle book. 
The truth of it is you don't. All you've got to have is the Kindle Reader, which is free software you can download. And then you can buy books on Amazon, but you can also um, get a free Kindle account. And you can send yourself Kindle files, and they'll load right onto your Kindle Reader. So, for example, someone sent me an advanced copy of the book. I'm talking about Dr. Michael Lake sent me his book. How do I get it on my Kindle? Well, I email it to myself, my Kindle account, and bam, bam, it's right there on my Kindle. That's pretty cool. So what that means is I'm going to do a newsletter. We're going to format it in Kindle, and it's going to be free. You can download it and send it to yourself right to your Kindle, and it's going to look really cool. That's the plan. Just discovered that. That's a pretty neat feature of Kindle. So go to my website, omegamanradio.com. That's where you can send everybody. Someone says, how do I tune into the show? Send them to omegamanradio.com. When you go to the page, if we're doing a live show like right now, at the very top, it's going to begin to automatically stream the show. So now, if you happen to be listening on MixLR, you're going there directly, and then you go to omegamanradio.com, you're going to hear double audio. It's because the player is playing on both pages, so just mute one of them. The reason to go directly to MixLR is to be part of the chat room. So, From the website, I think I have a button already installed. If not, I'll do it right now, called Chat at the very top. And that's going to take people right into the MixLR chat room. In fact, I already have it there, so yes. So now I'm just sending everybody to the front page. Front page. There used to be a service called Front Page. Front page. Okay, there you go. You heard a little loop back. It's because I had the, the player running. Mm, that brings back memories. Front page. So the plan is to bring you a lot of new guests. 75 to 100 new shows each month. The newsletter, which will also turn into a downloadable magazine for your Kindle. It's going to be free. We're going to build a war chest. And I'm trying to devise a way to do it. So you can see what kind of funds we have in it and where we need to be to launch a campaign. And we're going to start with one city and begin to multiply that. One city a month around the world. Free conference. Everything's going to be free. Of course, how do we make it free? By people underwriting us like you. If you want to do that, you can do so at OmegaManRadio.com. But that's coming. I believe it's going to be awesome. What good does it do for any of us to sit on the information we've learned thus far? If we don't use it, we want to give it all away, don't we? Before the Lord comes back or takes us home, you want to have passed on everything you know so that others can continue the fight should the world tarry and the Lord uh, not come back as soon as we thought. He's coming back one day, and when he does, he's going to end the war. But between now and that time of the last trump, we've got a job to do. And if, if we die in the, on the battlefield or we're called home, we finished our job, there's others that still have to fight. You want to pass on what you're learning to your kids, to your family. You want to recruit as many people as you can for the end-time army of the Lord. That's one more person to stand in the gap and fight demons, destroy the host of hell in Jesus' name. So for my own part in it, I'm making everything free. We're giving it away. All the 4,000 shows that we're almost 
have completed. Probably in another two, one to two weeks, we'll have 4,000 shows by God's grace. They're all free. Download them. Uh, the archives that we've been working on for years. It took me years to dub thousands of tapes. We're releasing them each week. I'm going to uh, crank them up this weekend. New stuff every weekend. Get them out. That's the goal. Put the material into people's hands. Now, what they do with it is up to them. But if you and I do our part and we help people, then that's all that the Lord would ask you and I to do. Amen. We plant the seed. Another person waters it. God gives the increase. So I'm excited. Uh, there's a lot of work to do. Seven billion people on the globe. Everybody's demonized. Everybody needs deliverance to one degree or another. How are they going to be delivered? Through you and I. Through people just saying, Lord, here I am. Put people in my path today, this week, that I can minister to. Give them a Bible. Give them a Win Worley booklet. Tell them to tune into the show. If you're bold, preach the gospel to them. Ask them, is there anything I can pray for with you? You need healing for your body. Do you need deliverance? Pray with them. Freely we receive, freely we give. But I want to take it to the next level. It's going to require some people partnering with me to do it because we're going to have to underwrite it. And what you're doing is you're investing in souls because that's what we hope to gain. Souls, people being set free and delivered and healed, and then getting on fire for Jesus, getting into the battle. You know what? That cranks me up right now. I think I'm ready to play a song as we go into part two. It's time to be a fire starter. You ready to be a fire starter for Jesus? We've got a reprieve. Some are not happy. Trump's coming in. And that we got more time. I'm happy. We got more time, folk. What are we going to do with it? Well, we use it to win souls and take ground for Jesus. I want to die with my boots on, as one guy said. Go out and give the devil two black eyes, kick him in the balls. Make him cry for uncle and cry, Jesus. Jesus Christ is Lord. We want the demons to scream out, Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen? That's my micro-sermon tonight. Let's get Peter on. We're going to play a song and crank up part two. Are you ready? Here we go. Peter, welcome back to part two. And I am enjoying hey, tonight's teaching. Right. And folk... Before we start part two with Peter Wiffen, I got a song for you. You ready, Peter? Peter Wiffen, going to part two. Here we go. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin from the front lines of america babylon and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite you are listening to omega man radio network with shannon davis
right, welcome back from the Gold Coast of Australia. We present to you Peter Whiffen. His websites are hiskingdomstable.com and namesamplificationbible.com. This is an awesome teaching. I'm really enjoying this, Peter. I'm blessed. You know what? That's cool. We don't get enough teaching where people bring the Word of God. And it's gotten so bad out there that people have had to apologize. Is it okay if I give you a scripture? I think they're gun-shy. I don't know. Somewhere along the line, people were attacked for bringing too much Word. God forbid. If all we did was get up here and just read the Word of God, God would be pleased tonight. Of course, He wants us to study it and show ourselves approved. And I enjoy Bible studies tonight. You're getting gold that has been mined out of the Word of God from many hours of Bible study. And I appreciate that um, we've got a man of God here tonight, Peter Whiffen, who has taken the time, done his due diligence studying the Word, and he's not hogging it. He's here to share what he's learned to bless you and I so we can bless others. So praise the Lord. I, I tell you. There's a famine for God's Word. There really is. On internet radio. There's a lot of internet radio shows. Think about it, folks. How many you know personally? And how many talk about world news and how much are spreading the good news and bringing the Word? Think about the last program you heard where they did a Bible study. It's getting rare out there. God forbid if that happens to us here. We can't get enough of the Word. Brother Peter, with that microphone is back to you proceed hey uh, it's good to be back i've got a nice cup of coffee here and oh, yes. um yeah and um yeah it's um the the scripture um the scripture is um a miracle in itself when when i was doing the names and amplification bible like we all said the bible's a miracle right fine when I started doing the name meaning, Shannon, the the um the meanings of the names all lined up with the message. <laughs> I can't find one name meaning that contradicts with the message that that's being said in the story. And how do you name people and name places and get those people to act in a certain way and get it recorded in a Bible? <laughs> Consistently, over thousands of years. How can that happen? So, so what it did was my arms extended and wrapped around the Bible and, and um, I'm hugging that book, you know, because I realize now that no man could have even written the Bible. It's impossible. But I'll, I'll show you as we go through uh, things that I, I realized. Man. Uh, you, you, you can take any passages of the Bible and look at it with the meaning of the names and they're all going to line up with the message. You know, that we were talking about uh, Tamar and, uh, uh, you know, David's uh, sister got raped by her half-brother and, and, and his ma name means uh, faithful. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, this guy hasn't been faithful. This is wrong. Why is his name faithful? And then it dawned on me. It's the one that's supposed to be faithful wasn't faithful. And here we have the story of abuse. And, you know, uh, remember we got into that message and that has helped a lot of people because uh, the lady Tamar uh, tore up her coloured garments 
uh, cursed herself useless, put her hand against her head, opposed her own self and self-destructed virtually. And and there was a character named, um, character name, uh, sort of name means uh, father of peace. Uh, and, and his name's Absalom, father of peace. And he said, be quiet, don't tell your brother. And, and he ended up the worst of all. And we saw that in families, when there's abuse, someone's going to start saying, keep it quiet. And there's God got the solution for abuse right there. And that came out of the names. How about that? That's amazing. That is amazing. So we were able to help people with that. And um, I, I actually know that uh, I think everyone has a little bit of the self-destruction in them because of somebody who's supposed to be faithful has not carried the ball. Uh, you know, it's been unfaithful. And we haven't realized they haven't hurt us. They did, but... Uh, what the result was, the symptom was, or the syndrome was self-destruct syndrome. We started subconsciously destroying our own cells. So I get people to realize that and, and, and say, God, help me put the color back in my life. There's hope. And bring it into the light. Confess it out. And uh, let it be off. Let the guilt go somewhere. To get it rid of it. And uh, come out of the dark with it. And, uh, and then... Get the recovery of the restoring of the coloured garment, which is like, you know, some people they say are dull. Some people they say have lost the colour or they're a colourful personality. They got saying here that he gives us a coloured garment. And there was another character that lost his coloured garment, right? The garment of many colours. And it, it was thrown to the beasts and ripped up. And uh, so uh, here we have a way of restoration um, where God is saying, you know, we're here to deliver. God's saying, I'm here to deliver and I'll restore. And this is the hope for the hope for the abused, hope for the hope for the ones that have been betrayed big time. And uh, so that just come out of it. So, so man, the scripture is just fantastic. You know, man, we're so blessed to have this Bible, the Bible. And uh, with the words, the names, meanings, it gets color. It gets understanding like uh Get understanding. God wants us to get understanding. We know knowledge puffs up, but knowledge is not love, but knowledge points to the way of love, see? So without knowing the way, how are you going to walk it? <laughs> so <laughs> praise the Lord. So so we'll go on. Um, you know, it's very hard to skip any chapters. Uh, so uh, we, I, I looked at it and I thought, oh, man, am I going to go through all the chapters here? But uh, it's very hard to skip the chapters because there's so much – things that can be dug out of each uh, chapter. So we start off at three. It, it says, uh, Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim, which is the Acacias, and came to Jordan, the descender. And he and the children of God, uh, children of Israel, God prevails, lodged there before passing over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host, and they commanded the people, saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, Yahweh, the existing one, your God, Elohim, and the priest, the Levites, which means joined, bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. So they were to follow the Ark. And it's very interesting here. Yet there shall be a space between you and it. Mm. They, they weren't directly behind the Ark. Um. That the space was 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, 
that you may know the way by which you must go, for ye have not passed this way heretofore. You haven't been here before. So, so that's to me is saying we're going in a, in a in a direction with the way being saved that we've never gone before, and and we are to follow the ark. Now, if we have a look at the ark. It's a dangerous piece of work. Um, remember the guy, he, he, he uh, was helping David out and the ark was going to, they were getting it back from the Philistine and, and, and it was going to fall off the, the, the cart and the guy put his hand on it and got killed. He was trying to do the right thing, but he, he touched it. Um, those that went into the Holy of Holies, if they had any sin on them, they'd die. And that, that uh, box, that ark of the covenant uh, is... It, I believe it's it's a box of judgment. It's uh, uh, if we have a look inside it, uh, it's an interesting thing. We'll, we'll find um, the Ten Commandments, which is the law. <laughs> we'll find uh, the manna, a bowl of manna, and we'll find Aaron's rod that budded. Now all this is sealed inside a box with a with a lid called mercy, and on top of the box is the blood of the lamb. So the, the, mercy, the mercy of God is containing the judgments of the law inside a box. Now, whoever touched that box got judged. So, but if we have a look inside that box, we see there's, there's some things there, if we think about it deeper, that what was inside Aaron's rod. So um, if we go back to the, uh, in Exodus, we'll, we'll see uh, that Aaron threw his rod down and it ate the snakes of the uh, of the Pharaoh's uh, magic men, the Egyptians. So um, Moses' rod turned into a snake, but Aaron's rod was thrown down, and it was the actual rod that ate the snakes. And um, this rod budded; it came to life on the fertilizer of dead snakes. Uh, could that point to uh, judgments going to fertilize your life? That that you're going to spring to life uh, from the judgment of the snake. So um, inside the ark is the dead snakes inside Aaron's rod bound together with the law of the Ten Commandments. The other law of Deuteronomy is outside. It was to be put, um, to be placed uh, on the side of the ark. So um, that was there as a testimony, and um, but that was not sealed in. What is sealed in is the Ten Commandments are sealed in and I believe they are to judge. Folks, stand by. Just lost audio. Peter, can you hear me? Brother Peter, welcome back. Hey. My net went down about one minute back. So I just uh, took oh, that okay. opportunity to save what we've done and crank up the backup connection. We're back with Peter Whiffen. We apologize for that, folks. Be on my control. And uh, with that, we are back live. Continue on, my brother. Okay, cheers. So, um... Uh, if we if we have a look there, um, I'll just recap a little bit here. Um, uh, the space between the Ark of the Covenant and uh, Israel was to be 2,000 cubits. And uh, they weren't to walk very close to that box. And uh, I believe that that box, that box is a judgment box. It's got the uh, rod of Aaron abutted, and inside that rod is uh, the snakes 
uh, Aaron's rod ate the snakes and it budded. And uh, what I was saying was, could it be that our life is uh, budding out of the fertilizer of dead snakes? So uh, as we go and move on judgment and um, consume, like in Psalm 23, he's right, and his staff shall comfort us, and we consume the enemy with the rod that's been given us. We, uh, our life can bud out of the, out of the, out of the victory there. So if we go there, it says uh, in verse three, chapter four of Joshua. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about two thousand cubits by measure. Come not near unto it. Now that ark has the ten commandments in it. We and and I believe that that is deadly and uh, sealed in a box with the mercy seat on top. Uh, it's interesting that it's 2,000 cubits, and could that be a type and shadow of the church age, 2,000 years, where we have uh, a distance uh, for the world uh, to allow the church for 2,000 years away from the judgments of God. So anyway, that's just a food for thought there. In verse 5, Joshua uh, Yahweh is salvation, said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, will do wonders among you. Now, um, I get from this passage that uh, if you want to see wonders among you, uh, there's a sanctification. Uh, sanctification. God says he sanctifies. Uh, those he calls, he justifies, and, and he justifies and he sanctifies, but we we have uh, a choice given to us. Uh, if we went back up into Deuteronomy, we'll see that we've been given the choice of uh, uh, life and death and good and evil. It's all there. So we sanctify us for the good and uh, for the life, and uh, then God will uh, see that we're prepared for the, uh, the wonders among us. And uh, I know in my life where they've happened, I, I got a shock. <laughs> I sprayed, something happened. I went, wow. And uh, so uh, that's encouraging to sanctify ourselves to God and expect the, the wonders to happen. Um, uh, verse 6, And Joshua, uh, Yahweh's salvation, spoke unto the priest, saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass it over before the people. And they took up the Ark of the covenant and went before the people now this is judgment going before us we can uh, i know now that uh, uh there's scriptures that say like let thy judgments save us and if we have a look at the uh snake bitten people in the wilderness moses uh was to make a brass snake and hold it up on fire and the people that saw that snake got healed that is the judgment uh on display and healing comes from judgment on Satan. So um, in verse 7, the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, said unto Joshua, Yahweh is salvation. This day I will begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel. God prevails that they may know that I was with Moses drawn, so I will be with thee. So as we see the wonders happen, we, we know that God is with us. And thou shalt command the priests that bear the Ark of the Covenant, saying, When ye came up under the brink of the water, the Jordan, which is the descender, ye shall stand still in the Jordan descender. And 
Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, said unto the children of Israel, God prevails, come hither and hear the words of the Lord, Yahweh the existing one, your God Elohim. And Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God Elohim is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you. This is, this is without fail. But it's requirement of the way to stand um, in the descender. We, we have to put him under our feet, stand on him. And without fail, God will drive them out. And this is encouraging uh, for the people that are still waiting for their deliverances to be finalized, uh, complete or, or ongoing, is that he will without fail drive from before you the Canaanites, which means zealous, now, you know, zeal, right? This, th these type of creatures are known by their name. Uh, Canaanite zealous means they don't give up. <laughs> They're an enemy that just won't quit. The Hittites, the descendants of terror. Well, we know that they are really pointing to the Nephilim, the, the children of the angels, uh, uh, terrifying giants. The Hivites, which is villages, that's a gang. The Pezerites uh, means villages again, that's another gang. And the Gerashites, uh, dwelling on clay soil. Um, this is the, um, uh, this, this could be the indwelling uh, evil spirits uh, that are dwelling uh, in our bodies because we're made of clay. Uh, the Amorite is the talkers. And uh, these, these Amorites are, when they're, when they're inside a person, uh, they, they can uh, take the voice over and speak. I, I believe it's a type of a demon. And the Jebusites, the descendants of the threshing place. Now, the, the threshing place is a place that uh, divides chaff from the wheat. And um, this is where there's a uh, separation. So they're descendants of the place of separation. And uh, they're not part of the blessing of God. Uh, I don't believe they're part of the intended creation of God. So God is saying here in verse 11, Behold the ark of the covenant of the Lord, Adonai, of all the earth, passed over before you into Jordan the descender. So it is God who divides Satan uh, so we can walk. It's not us. We are separated back uh, 2,000 cubits away, and it is God doing the separating to make a way for us. So there is the prayer, God, send the kingdom, make a way for me. And um, by, by patience, uh, we uh, uh, receive our salvation uh, because it's a long way, 2,000 cubits, to get to the place that's been made for one to go. So uh, he says, now, therefore, take 12 men out of the tribes of Israel, uh, out of every tribe, a man, and it shall come to pass, as soon as the souls of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, Yahweh the existing one, the Lord Adonai of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of Jordan the descender. And the waters of Jordan the descender shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon a heap. Now, this is cutting off of the flow of one's life. And standing it up so that you can you can walk, um, uh, basically walking in the shadow, the valley of the shadow of death. 
So it came to pass when the people removed from their tents to pass over the Jordan of the sender and the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people. And as they that bear the Ark were come unto the Jordan of the sender and the feast of the priests that bear the Ark were dipped in the brim of the water, um, that the waters which came down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far from the city. Now, it's interesting the names of these two cities. Here we go again. The first city is Adam, which Adam means red, which is like we bleed red. And that is beside Zeratan, which means their distress. Isn't it interesting? God is parting the descender between Adam and their distress. So God is see our distress, see our problems, and, and he's going to send his judgment before us and part our distress from ourself. And even those came down towards the sea of the plain, even the sea salt failed and were cut off. That sea salt, uh, that salt represents a, a covenant, salt covenant, uh, insult, salt, saltiness, salt covenant. So even the covenants of evil were cut off. And uh, if we know the Jordan geographically, it flows to the Dead Sea. So our life flowing, the life flowing to the Dead Sea or what would carry us away, we walked in that river, we would end up in the Dead Sea, is cut off. So uh, the people passed over right against Jericho. Now this is right beside the city. Now if we go back up in uh, verse 16, we'll see here, sorry, verse 15, we will see here in brackets, for the Jordan, the sender, overfloweth all his banks at the time of harvest. Now, this uh, this I looked at and I, I saw here, is it the time of harvest now? Could it, be that the, could it be that the descender is overflowing the world? Could, could it be that the final flood uh, of the end times is a flood of demons, the flood of Satan, uh, the descender? flooding the whole earth uh, at the time of harvest. Now, it's interesting in this scripture, it says, for Jordan, the descender, it means descender, overfloweth all his banks. And in the scripture, the river is called a person, his. Yes, not its, his. So that's uh, food for thought. Um, this is uh, sort of like uh, when the pit opens, that the, uh, the flood uh, of evil spirits, the cloud, the, uh, comes and floods the whole earth and overtakes the whole earth, stinging everyone. And that, they are those spirits that are released from the bottomless pit. And this is the overflowing of the banks of the, of, of the devil. So from that I get, um, I get the thought, uh, man, we better be prepared for when the river breaks its banks. You know, uh, you prepared for a flood, you know, like are we prepared. And it brings to mind those scriptures talking about the, the different states of the virgins. Some had been prepared, some hadn't. And also it bring, brought to mind the passage of uh, Jesus said, uh, remember that passage, uh, I'd rather be hot or cold. You'd be hot or cold because the lukewarm's going to get spewed. Well, um, if you have a look at why would he say cold? Wouldn't it be better that some people had part of the knowledge of God, the word, in them? Or or is that not good enough? 
And why is it preferred that they be cold rather than lukewarm or they be cold or hot? And um, I had this uh, dawn on me, and I throw it out there, that um, when the flood, the river overflows its banks, uh, I believe Satan is going to go and send uh, all of that flood to the churches first to take them out. You know, I would if I was him. Uh, uh, the ones that are dangerous and can cast me out, I'm going to go get them. So um, uh, I'm going to hit the churches, and um, fortunately for me, Satan, if I was Satan, uh, uh, I know where everyone is because they're all, you know, at the big churches, and they all gather there on a certain time. So I can go there and um, possess them, and um, I believe that they will, and I believe that the lukewarm are sitting ducks, and uh, the spirits will go and possess them, and, and they'll be broken without remedy. And uh, they, they won't be singing the song, it's all right to be gay and be a Christian, because the spirits that are in them are, are going to be inviting um, this flood of demons right in. And um, it's like the foolish virgins go running to the wise virgins saying, give us some oil. Could it be that they'll be running around, get me deliverance, get me some deliverance, get me some deliverance. And, and, and the wise virgins are saying, well, we're just holding on ourselves now. We haven't got time. Go and learn yourself. Go and uh, go and get your own uh, anointing and 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 get yourself delivered. So, um, why would you be cold? Um, we know that the hot ones—that's obvious—they uh, they're going to be able to defend themselves. But the cold ones, and if you look at it through the eyes of God loves us, could it be that the cold ones the devil won't find? Could it be that the cold ones are just in the world and they're uh, hard to find, you know. They're they're lost in the in the whole world as far as the the enemy is going to be hard to pick all them off. He he can't pick them off in mass. So um, uh, this is in the kind heart of God, thinking, well, if you're cold, you may have a chance to survive. Wake up for yourself and survive. So uh, if we have a look at the example uh, of Romans, where Romans says the nature, the natural, shows the things of God, even the invisible things. If we have a look at vomiting, what, what causes vomiting? Um, uh, isn't it food that's gone off? Uh, isn't it food that's been uh, possessed, really, with uh, bacteria? So uh, the type there is, I believe, that, uh, that the lukewarm can be, can be um, or will be taken out without remedy and one day and it's going to be a very big shock. So um, that, that's what I sort of like try and convey to uh, to people that I know or run across that uh, may think it's fine to um, may think it's fine to be ignoring deliverance ignoring the um, ignoring the, the battle and uh, not seeking for the anointing of fire and power the oil if you have a look at oil um, you know yeah it's used for anointing but it runs our cars it's power you know and this is the lamp full of power full of fuel you know to burn so um we are ministers of fire and without the oil how do we how do we burn so that's one to be uh, careful of is uh watch out for the flood coming it's not not here so it's time to prepare that's what this show is all about that's why this show is uh this show and shows like it very important 
for the equipping and the empowering of people so that they can withstand when the banks overflow. So verse uh, 17, And the priests bare the ark of the covenant of the Lord, Yahweh the existing one, stood firm on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan, the descender, and all Israel, God prevails, passed over on dry ground until all the people were passed clean over. This is the uh, this is the Passover. This is the um, this is uh, standing on the devil and passing from the desert into the promises. Could be a type and shadow of being born again. So it came to pass when all the people were clean passed over the Jordan. This is uh, chapter four now, verse one, that the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, spoke unto Joshua, who is salvation, saying. Take you twelve men out of the people, out of every tribe a man, and command ye them, saying, Take you hence out of the midst of the Jordan, and out of the place where the priest's feet stood firm, twelve stones. Could this be uh, standing on the rock? And this is like one for every tribe. And this is the promises, one of every tribe. Uh, these are to be... Uh, goes on these are to be a a pile um, for a, for a memorial so uh, we go on to down to verse 6 that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come saying what mean ye by these stones then ye shall answer that the waters of Jordan the descendants were cut off before the ark of the covenant Lord Yahweh, the existing one, when it passed over the Jordan, the descender, that the waters of Jordan, the sender, were cut off, and these stones shall be for a memorial unto the children of Israel. God prevails forever. Now, this brought to me in mind, didn't Jesus say, or wasn't it said uh, to Jesus, make these stones? Turn these stones into bread. Could it could it be that that Satan was referring to uh, the bread of life in the stones, or the bread, uh, the twelve tribes being bread, and um, to get Jesus to jump the gun? And another place it says these stones can cry out, and I think they were near the Jordan when they said that. It might may well have been that that pile of stones they were talking about that everyone knew. So they did that, and uh, they carried them over uh, with them unto the place where they lodged and laid them down there. And Joshua, Yahweh is salvation, set up twelve stones in the midst of the Jordan of the sender. And in the place where the feet of the priests which bear the Ark of the Covenant stood, they are there unto this day. So um, this is also really important to, to be looking at. The twelve tribes of Israel all hold... Uh, various blessings. Uh, they were given various promises, as we'll see at the back of the book of the Joshua. They were given given various inheritances and uh, portions of the land. Now, um, those I believe that th all those portions and all those blessings were harvested by Jesus, and He is the bread of life, and that they are available to us because He broke His body and left it to us as an inheritance. And this is what we can receive when we have the communion. 
when we have the communion, we we're eating the bread, right, and giving thanks, and we and we can pray and ask for the our share of the blessing that Jesus died for, and it's the blessing of Israel that Jesus that is available to us. So we can we can do our communion in this way by praying and saying, "Let heaven and earth witness that this day I'm eating the bread." And signifying that I accept the free gift that's given me of the blessings that Jesus harvested for me. So this is the power of the communion. Um, and uh, another memorial here of the 12 stones standing on top of the devil, really. This is the rock of the Lord Jesus standing on top of the devil, uh, the, the, the type and shadow of the river, the type and shadow of the 12 stones. He's the rock. He's the bread. And we can participate in that. And this is the, the good news of, of, of uh, the Gospels, the good news that we can eat the bread of Israel and have it and, and live from that. And um, so that's why uh, it leads always to the communion, that the communion is the place where it's the way where God has designed us to receive from him. There's a lot of uh, times I just prayed and I didn't do communion. And um, I, 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 I believe now that we do our prayer, but we also do communion and let all our requests be known while we're doing the communion. Uh, you can do the communion at home. There's, there's no need for a uh, priest. Like Jesus said, it's our daily bread. Uh, I, I, I think that we, we really, if you've if you if you've got... Um, you got a lot of needs going on. You're fighting the big battles. Do communion at every meal, and um, you, you see what happens. So, um, for the priest, bear the ark stood in the midst of the Jordan until everything was finished, and uh, that's Jesus standing on top of the devil until everything's finished. And uh, to speak unto the people according to all that Moses Lord commanded, Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, and the people hasted and passed over. And it came to pass when all the people had clean passed over the ark of the Lord, Yahweh, one passed over, and the priest in the presence of the people. And the children of Reuben, behold, a son, and the children of Gad, a troop, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, causing to forget, passed over armed before the children of Israel. God prevails as Moses drawn spake to them. About 40,000 prepared for war, passed over before the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, unto battle to the plains of Jericho, its moon. And on that day, the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, magnified Joshua, which is Yahweh's salvation, in the sight of all Israel, God prevails. And they feared him as they feared Moses drawn all the days of his life. This is the fear of the Lord and uh, watching the salvation of the Lord. This um, this is 40,000 men, and uh, we see the number 40, you know, 40 days fasting in the wilderness, etc. And the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, spoke to Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, saying, Command the priests that bear the ark of the testimony that they come up out of the Jordan, the descender. And Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, therefore commanded the priests, saying, Come up out of the Jordan, the descender. And it came to pass when the priests that bear the ark of the covenant Yahweh, existing one, will come up out of the midst of the Jordan and the soles of the priest's feet were lifted up under the dry land that the waters of the Jordan descender returned under their place 
and flowed over all his banks as they did before. Here again, the Jordan is spoken as a man, his banks. Um, it's interesting to know, when we stop standing on the devil, he's going to come back and overflow. Mm. There's no place to rest uh, in, the life of, 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 uh, in the life of the way. It, there's no... Uh, there's no place to lift your feet up. Um, so that's one thing to keep in mind. And the people came up out of the Jordan descender on the 10th day of the first month and encamped in a very interesting place. Um, they encamped in Gilgal. And uh, <laughs> when I looked at the meaning of the name of Gilgal, I went, wow. Um they encamped in Gilgal, which means rolling away, in the east border of Jericho, its moon. Now, what is rolling away? Um, a wheel rolling or rolling away or a stone rolled away? Could it, could it be that uh, Gilgal uh, is the resting place? It goes on further in the book of Joshua that Gilgal was a place they always returned to, to uh to recuperate, uh, to recover, uh, to rest between battles. And um, it's uh, interesting uh, that it means rolling away. And I, and I thought, what is that? And then I realized it's connected to the, or could be, could it be connected to the resurrection? Could it be it's connected to the stone rolling away? That um, if we want rest in our uh, Christian life, could it be if we meditate on the resurrection and the hope of the resurrection that we, that we could get some some rest, we can get some recovery, we can go, wow, look, it's, it's bad, but um, we're fighting, but um, we're going to be resurrected one day. And, and another place it says the hope of the resurrection or the hope of your calling and um, the helmet of salvation is put on by hope. So could it be that God's trying to say here that um, go to Gilgal, you know, and, and this is what I, I've done. If, if I'm getting overwhelmed, I'll start meditating immediately, think, oh, I'll go to Gilgal. I'll meditate on the resurrection. I'll think about, oh, this is not forever. You know, I'm, I'm going to be resurrected. I'm so incorruptible. I'm, I'm going to be raised incorruptible one day. So so this can bring peace, you know, this because this is the gospel of peace, right? We, we're, we're, we're trying to... Um, uh, possess the land so we can have peace, right? Come to peace. Uh, this is the gospel of peace when you offer peace. So uh, there's a, a thing that I thought about with Gilgal. Gilgal. So um, uh, in the east border of Jericho, it's moon. And those 12 stones which they took out of the Jordan, did Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, pitch in Gilgal, rolling away. So there it is. The, the 12 stones of standing on the devil are put right near where we got the the stone rolling away from the tomb. Maybe, maybe Jesus, when he went out of the tomb, saw those stones and, um, and smiled. So um, he spoke unto the children of Israel, God prevails, saying, When your children shall last these fathers in time to come, what mean these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel, God prevails, came over this Jordan to send it on dry land. For the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, your God, Elohim, dried up the waters of Jordan, the descender from before you, until you were passed over as the Lord. So this meaning, 
uh, Yahweh, the existing one, your God Alakum did to the Red Sea, similar to what he did in the Red Sea, which he dried up from before us until we were gone over. So, so could it be that, that until we're resurrected, until we're resurrected, uh, that, that, that God is drying up the, uh, the flow of the descender, you know, for us, this pointing to this, as we walk in the way, the correct way, the descender is being dried up. So um, I know that's pretty good. And he wanted the uh, children of Israel to uh, remember it because it's for generation to generation. It's not just for when they needed it to go over the uh, uh, into the promised land at that time. So um, this is so that uh, in verse 24 it says that all the people of the earth might know the hand of the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, that is mighty, that you may fear the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, your God, Elohim, forever. So not only was this a message for Israel, it was a message for the whole earth. And um, this is where um, I, I um, was told uh, uh, at the shopping center one day with a word of knowledge that uh, the people walking around, God said to me, these are the objects of my love and, and this is everyone. And um, I, I, I'd encourage everyone um, to realize that um, that they're unique and loved. The objects of God Almighty who made us all, the objects of his love, everyone. So anyway, that message is there uh, so that... Uh, so that we can see there the bread of life, the 12 stones coming into play, the, the, the devil uh, defeated in the flow of, of, of his descending into the Dead Sea uh, in our lives by the law of God, by the judgment of God is doing that. And Brother, it's not for us. Brother Peter, you all right? forgive yes. the interruption. Uh, folks, we're live with Peter Whiffer from Gold Coast, Australia. Those two loud beeps that you heard, just want to let you know that wasn't an indicator that your time is running out or anything. I apologize for that interruption. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know. I wasn't sending you coded signal or anything. You take all the time you want. Um, folks, if you're live, we're here with Peter Whiffen, and um, we're a live show. You never know what you might hear in my background. <laughs> this is. A, I just want to just say something. This is a great teaching tonight. I'm enjoying it's this. Fun, hey? This is fun. Folks, are you enjoying this? I know they are because I'm seeing comments in real time. People are enjoying this deep study of the Word of God. With that, Peter, let me throw it back to you. I just wanted to let you know you got all the time you want, okay? Okay, cheers. That's great. You know, I'm having fun. Um, it's um, uh, coming to mind here, you know, uh, didn't Jesus say, you know, when two or more are in the midst, uh, when two or more are together in my name, you know, I'm there in the midst. And... Um, isn't the name of Jesus the truth? And and how can we get closer to the truth than to reading the scriptures that are, that are so so amazing um, that are uh, <laughs> nothing in literature, nothing in in writing can even come close to these these passages. And um, how how blessed are that we, are we that we have them in our, our hand today so freely. Available, you know, to, to us, and um, 
what a joy to to go through and be thinking about the one who made us um, is is giving us a message. So um, if we will just go the way he wants us to, we can do exploits. We can, we can have a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we, we're going to have challenges. But, you know, ask the guys that climb Mount Everest, you know, if it wasn't a high mountain hard to do, it wouldn't be fun, would it? You know, so, you know, anyone can run along the flatland, but, you know, can you climb Everest? So um, this is the joy of the Lord. It's there for everyone, and um, it's, it's an honor and a privilege to be expanding it here in this way. And um, so the aim is that uh, there's a blessing that we can stand on top of the descender. We can stand on the head of the devil. We can crush the head of the serpent. We can have the feet prepared with the gospel of peace and live it. And this is the armor of God living it, not not praying. You know, you can pray, yeah, I'll put the shoes of the gospel on, fine. But can you walk in it? Can you live it? Yeah, and this is uh, this is the challenge. You know, I know myself when I've learned doctrine, then I then I've been uh, challenged to use that doctrine. <laughs> That's a different story. Knowing it and doing it is two different stories. So here we have Israel doing it, and the uh, the waters pass just like the waters of the Red Sea. And uh, by the way, uh, Moses uh, in that scenario, his name means drawn, and he drew uh, Israel, which God's prevails out of Egypt, which I found that the real name of Egypt is the dark land, the black land. So um, Moses, uh, drawn, uh, God prevails out of the darkness, black land, through the Red Sea. You know, that all points to the blood of Jesus and the salvation of the, the bloodline, the blood, uh, even back there. So um, it's interesting now in, um, in uh, Joshua 5, and it came to pass when all the kings of the Amorite talkers were on the side of the Jordan descender westward, and all the kings of the Canaanites, Canaanites, which is zealous, uh, which were by the sea, heard the Lord Yahweh existing one had dried up the waters of the Jordan descender from before the children of Israel, God prevails, until we were passed over, that their heart melted, neither was their spirit in them any more because of the children of Israel. Now, this is, this is a fantastic passage for faith that the devils are scared of us. This is the kings. They're scared. Um, see, I reckon when they heard of the crucifixion, this is the crucifixion is the judgment of God, uh, the law of God coming now over the Jordan in the form of the ark. Uh, with the with the rod that's that swallowed the snakes. When that when they heard of this, they panicked. They panicked. They they lost their their spirit to fight. Yeah. So 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 when we when we fear them, you know, could we be encouraging them? Uh, oh, we. Uh, but when we don't fear, when we when we're coming across victorious, standing on the head of the the devil, these um. These uh, demonic kings uh, uh, are going to run. And, you know, I, I've had it. You, you, you start getting the courage of the Lord and, and you're talking, just talking to people and they start, spirits start leaving. <laughs> they just go because they know they're in for it, you know. So um, this passage is, uh, is great. Uh, 
Joshua, first verse of chapter 5. And at the time the Lord Yahweh existing one said unto Joshua, going on unto Yahweh's salvation, make three sharp, make these sharp knives and circumcise again the children of Israel the second time. Um, Joshua Yahweh's salvation made him sharp knives and circumcised the children of Israel, God prevails, at the hill of the four skins. A special hill for it and everything. So, so this is the um, uh, uh, this is deliverance, I believe. Uh, this is crossing the Jordan, and then and then having the operation done, the the cutting off of the hard ways, the the cutting off of the covering that's um, hiding our sensitive feelings, the uh, the cutting off of the hardness of heart. And um, once we are, uh, once we are uh, standing on the sender, looking at the resurrection, and submitting to God, we can have this operation performed, and and uh, get get our humanity, our sensitivity, get love, uh, get the love happening uh, by losing uh, the hardness in in our heart, allowing God to. Allowing God to work in us, and you know, and asking the questions: Am I hard? Am I being hard? Am I am I am I loving my brother? What is the best for everyone? How is how am I how am I acting really here? You know, and um, yeah, we we're all acting certain ways, but we can then say, God, oh, please, please uh, cut that out of me. I, I give it to you. Cut it out of me, and um, get the renewing uh, of the. Of 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 what God has made us to be, you know. This is this is the submitting, uh, submitting not not because you have to. It's because you love God and and want to be the object of His love that He made um, us to be, and um, that's a work in progress. That's a work in progress, of course. So um, there's an encouragement there to be circumcised a second time. And, and offer our hearts to God. It's a circumcision of the heart. And offer our hearts to God to um, uh, to be able to go on because at this point Jericho is not destroyed and uh, we've still got uh, the world system to, uh, to, to overcome. So, uh, and this, uh, verse 4, and this is the cause why Joshua, Yahweh, salvation, did circumcise all the people that came out of Egypt, the black land, that were males, even the men, all the men of war, died in the wilderness by the way after they came out of the black land. Now all the people that came out were circumcised, but all the people that were born in the wilderness by the way as they came forth out of Egypt, them they had not circumcised. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people that were men of war which came out of Egypt, the black land, were consumed because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord Yahweh the existing one, unto whom the Lord Yahweh the existing one swear that he would not show them the land, which was the Lord Yahweh's existing one swore unto their fathers that he would give us the land that floweth with milk and honey. Now they didn't get the land because they kept their hardness. They didn't circumcise. So um, in order to go the way, um, it's essential. 
It's not optional. <laughs> we can die. We'll die in the wilderness of sin. We just die there. And, and we cannot get the milk and the honey uh, land uh, without offering up the hardness that's in us uh, for repair. We, we can't do it ourselves, uh, as we know. God, who is the creator, can do it for us and wants to. So um, this brings into the uh, subject, the land that floweth with milk and honey. <laughs> Why? Why is the land called milk and honey? This is a good question. We think about that as, as we go on. Uh, realizing in Romans chapter 1, God is saying that the, the creation, man is no excuse because of the creation, uh, that, it, that the unseen things of God, everything is shown in the creation. We can see the unseen by looking at the natural things. God, I believe, made the whole world to show us him. Every single thing that's created in the world and every way it works points uh, to the knowing God. Um, myself, I, I'm fully convinced now that God wants everyone to know him and everyone will know him. Everyone will know his love one way or another. There, I think there's two ways that uh, everyone, even the demons and even the, the fallen angels will all know the love of God. The first way is to be saved uh, by the love of God and, and appreciate being saved. That's the uh, thief on the cross that said, I accept my cross and um, he's done nothing wrong, and please remember me. So uh, the other one is the guy who wants to hop off the cross, and he ended up getting crucified anyway. He couldn't get off. And he he um, he's going to know the love of God by suffering, the suffering that, that Jesus suffered. So you can know uh, the love of God by suffering the uh, judgment, by rejecting the salvation you'll still know the salvation by actually experiencing the reaping of the cross the payback of that and you'll know how much god loved you by feeling the pain that he suffered and then the other way is to be saved and because we're in him we don't feel the pain of it but we get the benefit of it as the scripture says we've all been crucified uh, with christ so um this is the promise of the land that flows with milk and honey and their children whom he raised up in their steed. Joshua, Yahweh's salvation circumcised for they were uncircumcised because they had not circumcised them by the way. And it came to pass when they had done circumcising all the people, they abode in their places in the camp until they were whole or, or healed. And the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, said unto Joshua, Jehovah is salvation. This day have I rolled away. Here it is, the reproach of Egypt, the black land from off you. Wherefore, the name of the place is Gilgal, rolling away into this day. So, so there we have further uh, pointing towards the resurrection. Rolling away, the stone rolled away, and death, uh, the reproach of death, the judgment of death was gone. Amazing. So, uh, and the children of Israel, God prevails, encamped in Gilgal, rolling away, and kept the Passover. See, it's pointing to the cross again, the blood and the bread. On the 14th day of the month, at the evening of the plains of Jericho, it's moon, or even at the plains. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow, after the Passover, 
unleavened cakes and parched corn in the self same day. The interesting thing here is, verse 12 says, And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel prevails manna any more, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan, the lowland, that year. So so this is the 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 boring provision uh, of the manna now exchanged for tasty fruits. And the uh uh, the consuming and the and the provision of the promises. See, before we were saved, our life is all sustained, and uh, God is sustaining everyone, and we're and we're living off uh, we're living off uh, really a um, uh, just a promise that that we're alive and and uh, we are dead but alive. So and then after salvation we get to access to the kingdom and all the the promises which is the tasty fruit of the vine. So uh when it came to pass when Joshua Yahweh's salvation was by Jericho's moon that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold there stood a man over against him and with his sword drawn in his hand Joshua Yahweh's salvation went up to him and said to him art thou for us or for our adversaries. He didn't know what side this dude's on. And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, Yahweh the existing one, I am now come. And Joshua, Joshua Yahweh's salvation fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said to him, What says my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's Yahweh existing one's host said to Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place where there stands is holy. And Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, did so. Now there was another place where that happened, when Moses was at the burning bush. And um, I believe this is a, um, this is a uh, sign of a covenant. Uh, people, when they did business deals, they, they uh, took their shoe off. Because you know you don't ordinarily take your shoe off, so when you take your shoe off, you're doing a uh, you're doing a covenant, and um, they've had to go through all of this before this um, before this uh, man turns up, who, who uh, is is uh, the captain of the Lord's hosts. So um, until a person gets their heart in a condition, uh, let's God circumcise them. And uh, meets the condition, uh, uh, the captain of the Lord of Hosts, um, you know, might not be that that close. So, but anyway, in the timing, this is where this captain turns up, and, and it's uh, chapter six. Now Jericho's moon was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went in, and none came. None went out and none came in. This is when the this is when um, people are coming for deliverance, or where you're going for deliverance. Uh, the devil starts to shut everything off. They close it all in. Um, he he he's uh, he's panicking and he's going to just try everything to uh, restrict and to keep keep people contained. So uh, the Lord Yahweh existing one said to Joshua, his salvation, see I have given into thy hand Jericho's moon 
and the king thereof, and the mighty men of valor. And ye shall come past the city, all you men of war, and go round the city once. Thus shall thou do six days. And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram horns. And on the seventh day you shall comfort the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. Here, of course, we have the sevens again. And I believe God here is really emphasizing seven seven days of salvation and um and and that sort of stuff so um it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn and when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people shall shout with a great shout and the wall of the city shall fall down flat and the people shall ascend up every man straight before him and um, i think that this is the triumph uh, this is a type and shadow of the triumph of the last trump. It's a triumph of ascending up. It's a triumph of it's over. That the that the deceiver, the the twister of light, the the angel of light, the false light, the false doctrine is uh, is finished. Uh, he's flattened. So um, and Joshua's salvation said to the son of Nun, fish of posterity, call the priests and said unto them. Take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. This is, this is the blowing of the word of God before judgment. And this is, the, this is the parading of the judgment of God in the earth. And actually, it is the job, I believe, of the church. Because in one of the Psalms, it says, to execute judgment, this honor have all the saints. And there's other places we can look at the judgment scriptures. But the judgment has been given into the hands of the church and they've been told, which is blowing the trumpet of God in the earth, judgment following. This is the, uh, this is the uh, type and shadow of the gospel in action here. So Joshua, uh, 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 to bear the seven trumpets, and he said unto the people, pass on and compass the city and let that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. That's the weapons of God coming out before the judgment. And it came to pass Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, uh, had spoken unto the people that he that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns had passed before the Lord, Yahweh, the existing one, and blew the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord, Yahweh, the existing one, followed them. It's interesting that it's interesting that um, crossing over the Jordan, the ark went before, and now in battle, the ark is the ark is following, and they are now blowing, really blowing God's horn, and 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 that's what we're doing when we're preaching. We're, we're blowing God's trumpet, saying, "Come and uh, get safe." So the armed men went before the priests that blew the trumpets, and the the rearward came after the ark, and the priests go on blowing with the trumpets. So really, judgment is in the midst of them. And Joshua Yahweh's salvation had commanded the people, saying, "Ye shall not shout, nor make any noise with your voice; neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth until the day I bid you shout, and then shall ye shout." So what we have here is, you know, our own understanding. Our own talk, our own word. He's saying, "Do my blow my trumpet, do my word." You know, like it's my word. I'm doing it. You blow the trumpet. 
I am the trumpet. And um, uh, uh, keep keep your ideas, your mouth closed until the last day. You can you sharp then. So the ark of the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, compassed the city, going about it once. And they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. And Joshua Yahweh's salvation rose early in the morning, and the priest took up the ark of the Lord Yahweh, the existing one. And the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord Yahweh, the existing one went on continually and blew with the trumpets and and the armed men went before them but the rearward came after the ark of the lord yahweh the existing one the priests going on and blowing the trumpets on the second day they come past the city once and returned to the camp as they did the six days and it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and come past the city after the same manner seven times only on that day they can pass the city seven times. You know, all this time, Rahab, the prostitute, is looking at this. She's living in the wall, and she's looking through a window at the red cord, being reminded of the blood line. And this, I, I believe, is our job as a church, is to continually look at our inheritance, the bloodline, looking at that as that, that is what's saving us from the judgments of God. So it, um, the city, uh, verse 16, it came to pass the seventh time when the priests blew the trumpets that Joshua Yahweh's salvation said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, has given you the city. You know, who gave the city? <laughs> did, did they get it themselves? Uh, or was it a partnership? So um, it's a partnership, I believe. God has given us, because of love, full dominion, full choice, and, and he's saying, love me, love me with all your heart, partner with me, come and let's let's destroy the works of the devil together. So, um, and the city shall be accursed, even it and all that are in there to the Lord Yahweh, the existing one. That That is, once the execution of judgment happens, the, the the enemy gets cursed. It's it, it's it's cursed, cut off from God, and um, uh, only Rahab, which means white, the harlot, shall live, and she and all that are with her in her house, because she hid the messages that we sent. And 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 ye in any wise keep your souls from the accursed thing. So this comes up later in the um, in the journey about this accursed thing. See, we're told here this whole city is cursed. It's the it's the it's the devil's doctrine, the devil's business, the reverse light, the cursed stuff. You keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest you make yourself a curse for it. When you take an accursed thing and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it, but all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord Yahweh, the existing one. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord, Yahweh, the existing one. So for some reason here, God is saying, don't touch anything there. And, and um, this, is, uh, this is where we can't love God and mammon. This, this, is, where, uh, this is where the world doesn't mix. Um, uh, uh, it doesn't mix uh, uh, the... the, the the insight of evil doesn't mix uh, 
doesn't mix with the um, restoration that God wants to do. It doesn't mix with the repair, the healing, the deliverance. And um, how often do we have uh, in deliverance where someone someone's hanging on to a cursed object? Like I, I got a I got a person I'm praying for a girl, and um, we we pray for a little while, and some things happen, and then uh, she tells me she's still got a magic wand. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a very expensive crystal magic wand, and uh, I, I find out yesterday she smashed it with a hammer. And um, and uh, that will uh, open up. That will open up. So um, she said she was afraid of it, and um, so we prayed, and uh, she got the courage and smashed that thing. And uh, we can't have cursed objects uh, because we'll become a cursed like it. And um, this is the message that God is giving here in the book of Joshua, according. To the way, and the way is all the gold and the silver and the vessels of brass and iron are consecrated to the Lord, existing when they shall come into the treasury of the Lord, their gods. So the people shouted, and when the priests blew the trumpets, it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. So the people went in the city, and every man straight before him, they took the city and they utterly destroyed all that was in the city. Both man, women, young, old, ox, sheep, ass with the edge of the sword. But Joshua had said unto the two men that had spied into the country, Go with Harlot's house and bring henceforth the woman and all she had as she swore to her. Now this is very important because here we have here we have God demonstrating that He keeps His promises. And um, He expects us to keep ours. And uh, just like he forgived us and he expects us to do forgiveness. And this brings into the bondage that can happen by having vows and not keeping them. And uh, where Jesus said, don't even make them because they're dangerous. Anyone that asks you to make vows is from the evil one. If we go to Numbers chapter 30, we'll see the chapter on where the husband can disallow the vows of the wife. I believe that's a type and shadow of the church uh, being the wife and the husband being God and that if we uh, we want to get released from some mistake, some vow that we've made, a vow can be made by uh, agreement in a dream, uh, purchasing an object or making a promise, uh, submitting to someone else. Uh, yes, you can you can impart something to me. That's a vow. Um, or a vow of a curse, self-curse, uh, I'm worthless or something like that. Uh, we, we can't break that. And, you know, I, I hear prayers, well, I break that vow. I repent from that vow. Well, man, that's not going to do you any good. If you have a look at uh, Numbers 30, you'll find that uh, the wife could not break her own vows. And if, if the husband didn't break them, they stood. And it says that the husband broke the vows on the day he, he can break the vow on the day he hears it. And, and furthermore, if he doesn't break it on that day and then he goes to try and break it later on her, he will pay the iniquity of it. So um, vows are very serious. And uh, here we have uh, Joshua making sure that this lady was saved because it was a promise to her. And and uh, I, I know what would happen to Joshua had he had not done that because it, it lines up later as a very important pointing measure uh, thing to the cross, which, by the way, the cross is a vow. The word of God is a vow, God's promise. You make a promise, that's a vow. And we live by the promise of God. We live out of God's vows to us. 
So God is putting very big importance on you keep your promises. You do what you say you're going to do because right, uh, righteousness is um, the grace rules through righteousness. You, if you want to sit at the Lord's table and you've made a promise you haven't kept, I, I'd be very careful sitting there. And um, if, if you can't make that promise, then ask God to uh, overturn it. And uh, also uh, people are bound by the promises made by over them as children by their parents and also as people in authority like teachers and different things like that. Even doctors can get a promise out of you. Uh, do you promise to take this medication, et cetera, et cetera? You have to be very careful, I believe, on uh, O's. We find Queen Sheba uh, was delivered in First Kings chapter 10. Her name means sevenfold oath. And, it, and, it, and it's like um, the seven, here's the seven again, sevenfold oath, first deliverance, seven times around Jericho, the destruction of the city in seven. So um, uh, ye, uh, I go into verse 18, ye in any wise keep yourself from the accursed thing, lest you make yourself accursed when you take of the accursed thing and make, it, make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. Not only, not only do, uh, do could we this point to that we can be cursed, but we can also curse the camp, everyone around us, and even maybe the whole body. So um, this is uh, very dangerous. Uh, this is why sometimes when we pray deliverance, uh, the whole family start manifesting, and uh, as uh, things get curses get broken off. But all the silver and gold vessels of brass and iron are consecrated to the Lord and go into his treasury. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet that the people shouted and the wall fell. Now, they utterly destroyed the uh, men, women, young, old, ox, sheep, ass with the edge of the sword. You know, I used to think, wow, that's pretty cruel. Why didn't they save them? But... Um, uh, the only one that got saved was the one that was looking at the bloodline. And um, uh, the others all died. I, I believe that they were demonized uh, and they and and uh, they had to die lest Israel would have uh, maybe interbred with them and uh, taken on their ways. So God does not want us taking on the ways of the devil or the ways of Jericho. So we have to be very careful to uh, if we leave alive anything in Jericho that's wrong, and um, and start joining up with it again, becoming a cursed, become a curse. So um, uh, the men and the spies were went in and brought Rahab with her father, her mother, her brethren, and all she had, and they brought out all her kindred and left them without the camp uh, of. Israel, God prevails. And they um, they burnt the city with fire as all that was therein. Only the silver and the gold and the vessels of brass and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. So they're, they're, following, the, um, they're following the orders. And Joshua, Yahweh, is salvation, save Rahab, wide the harlot alive, and her father and household, and all that she had, and she dwelleth in Israel, God prevails, even until this day. Because she, because she, hid the messengers, which Joshua, Yahweh, is salvation, sent to spy out Jericho. Then, um, 
and Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, adjured them at that time, saying, Curse be the man before the Lord Yahweh that rises up and builded the city Jericho its moon. He shall lay the foundation thereof in his firstborn, and all of his youngest shall be set up, shall he set up the gates of it. So so the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, was with Yahweh's salvation, and his fame was noise throughout all the country. So um, if anyone wants to build this reverse doctrines, the, 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 this uh, base foundation, this stronghold city, really, of Satan, uh, the curse is that their, their first ones will die and all the young, all the youngs, as, as they try and build that. And, and it just makes me wonder, you know, if that applies to uh, some of the religions out there. So uh, what we can see here is the first battle. Now, th now this is the only, the first battle of the first city out of 31 kings in the book of Joshua. Uh, there's so much more in here as, as it goes along. Uh, we see here going on um, uh, in verse 7, they they now head towards another city, which is the next target uh, for the salvation of the Lord, is the city of Ai. Now, you can read the Bible and you can read, well, you know, we read in 7 verse 5, all the men of Ai smote them about 30 and 6 men, for they chased them from before the gate, even, from, even unto Shebarim, which means the breaches and smoked them in the going down, wherefore the hearts of the people melted and became as water. Now, if we get the meaning of the name AI, we get a long word, or three words, heap of ruins. So when we read it now with the Names Bible, we read that this is a city of the heap of ruins. Could, could that be referring to now that, now that you've conquered the world, that you can now start to destroy what's ruining your life? You can you can now kill the king of a heap of ruins, ruining everything, and and, and put him to the sword. And and when I read uh, the journey and the battle of this battle, we we got some valuable things out of this. Um, I, I found that I believe most never even get to fight this king. Uh, they they may have got to Jericho, and uh, but but they're going to get. Um, they're going to get uh, stopped, uh, delayed and hindered from uh, fixing up their ruined life, killing the king that's ruining their life, destroying the devils that are, that are interfering and ruining their life. And um, there, are, there are a couple of opponents uh, in this book that are very surprising. And um, uh, some of those components, uh, we will get in a shock when we learn now, who those opponents are and what happened. But um, uh, have we got time to go on with uh, the battle of AI? Or Why don't we go another half hour? Can we do something in 30 minutes? Yeah. Let's yeah, do okay. it. And then, I, I can do it. And then wherever we uh, stop, we'll continue with uh, part next two next time. Let's go for it. You're tuning in right now to Peter Whiffen from Gold Coast of Australia. His websites are hiskingdomstable.com and namesamplificationbible.com. And I, we're going to do a whole series with Peter. 
We're just getting started. So wherever we leave off today, we'll pick up next time. I'm really enjoying this teaching tonight. This is fantastic. Thank you, Jesus. Peter, go another half hour. Do you want to make yourself another cup of coffee? And I go to a song? Let's do that. We're going to go to a song. And folks, we're going to be right back. Let me find one for you. Here's one. Stand by. It's by Digital Age. Praise God, we're back with Peter Whiffen from Gold Coast, Australia. And folks, we may be migrating to a new hosting service and moving from GoDaddy somewhere else. There should be no site disruption. But as I'm building this website, we've been under some massive attacks. We've had the enemy out there, hackers around the world, hacking, trying to hack into the website. Not only mine, but probably millions of others. They do the same thing. They have these automated bots that they send out to work for them. And they try to find a crack in your armor. They probe your defense. And then they go in and try to crack you and hack your password and come in back doors. And as I'm learning about how this operates, I see a parallel in the spirit. The demons are probing your defenses tonight. They're watching you. They send out spies. They want to see what you're doing on a daily basis. Are you in the word of God? How much time you're praying? They want to, they want to fire some missiles at you, armor-piercing missiles of the spirit of offense and see how you're going to react. If you're going to douse them by forgiving or if you're going to hang on to them and they're going to burn your house down. They'll use tricks of the trade to try to discourage you and I. Attack your mind. Turn people on you. They want you to shipwreck ultimately and die and take you out in a body bag. Folks, we're in war. War just to have a website up in the natural. War in the spirit. What are we going to do? We've got to learn how to fight back in Jesus' name. We've got to put the defenses up, the shields. And then we've got to go on the attack and put the enemy to flight. But it's not going to happen unless we first submit to God. We submit to God, then we can resist the devil, and then he's going to flee. Resisting him means through the defenses and an offensive attack. So I'm getting an education, Peter, on Internet security. Going from practically no knowledge to I want to actually put uh, a book together, 100 Ways You Can Protect Your Identity. I'm going to call it The Digital Bodyguard, and I'm going to promote it as an e-book. I figure I'm investing these hours in it. Whatever I learn for myself, might as well share it with others, and they can benefit. One quick thing I'll throw out is check out an app, everybody. It's called Signal. It's free. It's what guys like John McAfee, the inventor of the antivirus software, use. Edward Snowden, these other guys, they've all given it a thumbs up. It allows you to send encrypted text and voice to people. works just like a Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp, but it's truly encrypted. And that's just something you can do today to take back your privacy. There's things that you can do today to take back the land in your life from the demons in Jesus' name. That's why we're going in to deep word study here with Peter Whiffen. He's put in the hours and he's sharing it. So you can take this information that's embedded in the word of God that you may have just glanced over, didn't even know it was there. You say, wow, I remember reading about Joshua, but I didn't get this out of it. You got to dig deep. And God will begin to give you the wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding. Then you can use it against the enemy 
to take back the land in Jesus' name, to survive. That's the key here. Why die before your time? I don't want to die before my time. The enemy wants us to die before our time, but what are we going to do about it? We're going to resist him? Absolutely, we must do it. One day we go home to meet with Jesus, but we don't want to go home one day earlier than we were supposed to because that's one last day we can work for the Lord here to help help him. Uh, we owe him, don't we, Peter, for what he did on the cross? Yeah. That's you know, why you're here tonight. Um, you're here tonight because you what love else the you, Lord. What, what else are you going to do? What else are you going to do? <laughs> everything can... Everything in this world's going to burn up, right? Yes, it will. Hey, so what? What isn't going to burn up? Only the souls. The souls, isn't it? Only the, one the for souls. Jesus. Only the life, the life of God's loved objects of God's love. The lives. That's the only things that are gonna that are gonna uh, not be burned up. Ah. Folks, we want to take everyone I around us. Believe it's the souls of people. That's the Work. Yeah. That's right. We want to take everybody we can yeah. with us. Your family, your friends, people you meet. Yeah. They're going one of two yeah. places. We want them to go with us to, to be with the Lord for eternity. So that's a reason to, to live, to fight, to live, to work another day for the Lord, win some souls for Jesus. Why not let the devil have them, folks? So hmm. praise the Lord. We're excited to Amen. be here tonight. What? Amen. <laughs> We're here to learn tonight. Amen. And I hope you enjoy this show. I certainly am. You're going to be an expert. Uh, this is not taught anywhere I know at this level, folks. They give milk out there, but you need the meat. Are we going to be a, a baby forever? On the titty? Drinking the milk? Or the Similac or Infamil, whatever you're drinking out there? Or are we going to graduate to the meat? Amen. And then be able to use it. To win souls in Jesus' name. That's the goal here. To be conquerors. To endure till the end. To do exploits. We need the training. You're going to get the training right here. I praise God for everybody that's taking the time. You could have been anywhere else tonight. Thank you for spending it with us. And let's go another 30 minutes. And then um, we're going to get Peter set up for his next show. Brother Peter, I want to thank you for coming on tonight. And with that, I want to give it back to you. Roll with it. Okay, it's a pleasure having fun today. Praise God. You know, um, this next part is the really exciting part of the book of uh, Joshua. <laughs> it's just a place where I believe not many get to. And there's so much more after this. But this place is the place where many are stumbling, many are, many are being get head off at the pass. And this is the place where you conquer the uh, the principality ruining your life. Uh, it says, um, I'll summarize the thing, uh, the, the king of AI means the king of a ruined life, a heap of ruins, was hung from a tree eventually by Joshua. That, that signifies the curse to me. This is a curse being crucified. Mm. And... Um, it, it points to the judgment of God, the crucifixion, the ruined life king reaping, virtually reaping later on, reaping the crucifixion of Jesus. And uh, Joshua, whose name, as we know, he's the same name as Jesus, is here here, and going to fight with the captain of the Lord of hosts um, on his side uh, this uh, 
city uh, called a heap of ruins. So uh, we'll we read through the uh, passage. It starts in verse 10, and it's very exciting. Now, the, the beginning of it, we just see that uh, God uh, warned them specifically. And, and you know, they've just had this big miracle of the, <laughs> the walls falling down in Jericho. Oh, goodness. You know, uh, well, in the Old Testament, they had the big miracle of crossing the Red Sea. And then uh, what do they start to do straight away? They build a golden calf. Um, man, two minutes out, uh, they, they, they're going into, back into, falling into the dog's vomit, building a, a, a golden calf. So all the way up here in the book of Joshua, we've got the similar thing happening, except this time the, the impossible walls of Jericho have come down. And now we go on to that battle is over. And uh, we see now what are they going to do? So it says here, but the children of Israel, God prevails, committed a trespass, trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, Achan's name means troubler, the son of Carmi, which means my vineyard, the son of Zebedi, endowment, the son of Zerah, rising, of the tribe of Judah, praised. Judah means praised, by the way, um, took of the accursed thing. And the anger of the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, was kindled against the children of Israel. Now, for some reason, God didn't want this happening, and uh, he was not happy. He was not happy. They couldn't wait five minutes, and they lusted after this this guy, Troubler, lusted after the um, stuff that he was told he couldn't have. Yet uh, we find here later that God had really said you can have all the treasure from all the cities after that. So it wasn't like they were going to miss out. But they couldn't wait and jumped the gun and took some interesting things. So uh, they, remember, uh, they're on the way to, to dealing with a ruined life, which is going to fix everything up, and, and they will never have any lack after that. So, And Joshua, Yahweh, Yahweh's salvation, sent men from Jericho, its moon, to Ai, heap of ruins, which is beside Beth Haven. Uh, Beth Haven means house of vanity. So here we have the ruined life living very close to vanity. <laughs> yeah. Hey, vanity. And uh, it's another city near there, which is uh, on the east side of Bethel, which is the house of God. So we, here we have vanity and the house of God living very close to each other and near the life of a heap of ruins. There's a relationship here. So... Um, uh, I wonder why God had these cities there, but uh, basically we, we've got something here that uh, God wants us to know. So, um, and he spake unto them, saying, Go up and view the country. And the men went up and viewed Ai heap of ruins. And they returned to Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, and said to him, Let not all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and smite Ai heap of ruins. And make not all the people to labor thither, for they are a few. So they're thinking, easy peasy, you know. <laughs> this is a walk in the park after, Jeric after Jericho. This is just a small city. They are but a few. Yeah, got pretty cocky. So there went up thither the people, about 3,000 men, and they fled before the men of Ai, heap of ruins. And the men of Ai, heap of ruins, smote them, about 36 men, 
for they chased them from before the gate even to Sherebon, the breaches, and smote them in the going down, wherefore the hearts of the people melted, and they became as water. And Joshua, Yahweh, is salvation, rent his clothes and fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord, Yahweh, the existing one, until the evening tide. And he, the elders of Israel, put dust on their heads. So what's going on here? They got done. They, they thought it was in the bag. And, um, and, and how often do you hear that? You know, like, uh, you know, no weapon formed against me or prosper, brother. You know, it's easy. And uh, underestimating, underestimating the situation um, for what they hadn't realized is that Achan had brought Israel a curse on Israel, a trouble on Israel. So, so this is um, this is uh, believers who've um, who, who've, who've unknowingly um, and knowingly, but unknowingly mostly, got a curse on their life, and uh, find themselves coming up against something that they think is easy and getting absolutely creamed. The promises are not available for them. And um, now, uh, after being completely dis de de depletely um, discouraged, and it says it, that they went up to the, the the gate, even unto Sherebin, which is the breaches. And that's like um, that's like pointing out that there's a breach, you know. There's something wrong. There's a breach going on. So... Um, they, they put dust on their heads. It's really putting dust on your heads. The dust is cursed, and that's really cursing yourself. You know, throwing dust on your heads is like uh, cursing your own self. They're in their minds, they're thinking, golly, golly what's going on? So um, uh, Joshua uh, rent his clothes and fell on the earth, his face before the ark of the Lord. That's um, tearing yourself up over it. Renting your garment, a little bit like Tamar, you know, tearing up her coloured garment, um, really upset. So how often does that happen in our life that what we wanted to do doesn't happen and, and we tear ourselves up over it? And um, then he's going crying to God, Alas, O Lord, Adonai, God, Yahweh, the existing one, wherefore how thou hast all brought this people over Jordan the sender, to deliver us into the hand of the Amorite, which is the talkers, and destroy us, would God eloquim, uh, us would to God eloquim, we had been content and dwell on the other side of the Jordan. In other words, <laughs> we would have never started this. Uh, how many, how many people in, uh, you know, uh, got testimonies? You know, they started their deliverance and then went, oh golly, oh hell's broken loose. Oh, man, I, I was better off, you know, before I become a Christian. I was a bit better off before I <laughs> before I started uh, getting deliverance because now all hell's broken loose against me and I'm losing and it's hurting. And um, so anyway, oh, Lord Adano, what shall I say when Israel, God prevails, turn their backs before their enemies? In other words, hey, we we got to run. Hey, greater is he that's in us in the world and... And we're running away as fast as we can. It's not lining up. The promise and the possession of the promise is not happening. <laughs> so um, why? For the Canaanites sell us and all of the inhabitants of land shall now hear of it and shall 
environ around us and cut off our name from the earth, what will they do unto their great name? So now he's worried because his reputation's going up in smoke, all right, and uh, the enemy's getting encouraged. So um, with what caused this, we have to take the warning that um, the devil will be encouraged and um, maybe gang up against you, and uh, it's 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 you're never going to make it to the ruined life, never going to fix the ruined life. You're going to die, maybe saved, but uh, still with your life in a mess and uh, ruined. And uh, we see this in, in uh, brothers and sisters, and um, may, maybe this this is this mission. Uh, uh, so, uh, and the Lord Yahweh, existing one, said unto Joshua, Yahweh's salvation. Get thee up, wherefore liest thou upon thy face. In other words, get up. Get up. Why are you lying down like that for? And now God is God is telling him what's wrong. Could that be we could pray and say, God, what's wrong? Huh? Aren't the promises for the humble? Hey God, what is what's gone wrong? What's happening? Why? Why? Let's let's be like little kids in the kingdom. Hey, why? Why? What's going wrong? So he's saying, God is saying to him, Israel, God prevails. This is uh, verse 11 in chapter 7, Joshua. Israel, God prevails, has sinned, and they have also transgressed, transgressed my covenant. Oh, we've got sinning and transgressing. Uh, also transgressed my covenant, which I commanded them, for they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and dissembled and dissembled. Also, they have put it even among their own stuff. So um, they've got the cursed stuff and mixed it, you know, got all this stuff, mixed it. Therefore, the children of Israel, God prevails, could not stand before their enemies. Now, now this is a lesson here on why, why sometimes we can't stand but turned their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore except you destroy the accursed thing from among you. So we all know doing deliverance, you know, that uh, you get the cursed object out of the house and then, you know, like Shannon was saying with the last testimony, they got that guy to burn that, burn that uh, cursed object. But when we have a look at what the cursed objects were, We'll get a little bit of a clue as why I, why I'm believing. You might believe it that the that the majority of the Christian world never get to kill this uh, king of the accursed life. So uh, get up, uh, sanctify the people, and say, "Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow." For thus said the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, Alakom, God prevails. There is an accursed thing in the midst of thee. O Israel, God prevails. Thou can't stand before thine enemies until you take away the accursing from among you. And in the morning, therefore, ye shall be brought according to your tribes, and it shall be that the tribe which the Lord Yahweh, existing one, taketh shall come according to the families thereof, and the family which the Lord Yahweh, existing one, shall take shall come by households, and the household which the Lord Yahweh, existing one, shall take shall come man by man. This is God going to sift um, and find uh, who's causing the problem. Uh, but bear in mind, the problem hit the whole of Israel. So this brings the uh, question of the responsibility of believers to to uh, walk properly because their action may affect 
the rest of the believers. Uh, I do believe that the uh, the spirit of God is like water, and water finds it's the lowest level. Uh, it, it, if you've got a whole lot of buckets and one's leaky, uh, the level will drop. If they're connected, the level will drop to the lowest bucket. So we could be holding our ourselves back uh, from uh, prevailing in a ruined life for all of us, and and um, that that's uh, that could be not fair. So um, uh, in the morning. Uh, uh, and it shall be that he is taken with the accursing shall be burnt with fire and he all that has that he has because he has transgressed the covenant of the Lord Yahweh the existing one because he has wrought folly in Israel God prevails uh, that's, that's a pretty big warning for the ones that are um, for the ones that are uh, uh, doing this type of thing uh, this could be that uh, there is no salvation and uh, there's just fire so anyway so Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, rose up early in the morning and brought Israel, God prevails, by their tribes. The tribe of Judah, praise, was taken. So it's in the, it's in the tribe of Judah, the problem. And he brought the family of Judah, praised, and he took the family of the Zerites, rising, and he brought the family of the Zerites, rising, man by man, and Zabadi, endowment, was taken. I, th I think endowment, like, means uh, someone's got an inheritance. And he brought his household man by man, and Achan the troubler, the son of Carmi, my vineyard, of Zebai endowment, the son of Zerah rising, of the tribe of Judah praise, was taken. Now this is the sin of Achan. And Joshua Yahweh his salvation said unto Achan troubler, My son, give, I pray thee, glory to the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, God, eloquent of Israel, God prevails, and make... Confession unto him, and tell me, now what was what was thou that as has done, hide it not from me. So okay, Achan's got to come clean with a confession. And as we'll see down the track, doesn't help him. He's going to get stoned. So um, and Achan troubler answered Joshua Yahweh's salvation and said, I indeed have I sinned against the Lord Yahweh the existing one God Elohim of Israel. God prevails. And thus and thus have I done. And when I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian, uh, a goodly Babylonian garment, I'm going to tell you what the meaning of that garment is in a minute. And two hundred shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold. Well, it's quite a bit of stuff. And fifty shekels in weight. And I coveted them and took them. And behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent. And the silver under it. So this this hiding in the tent represents us. Uh, you know, the tent is always represent to uh, a body, a person. So this this could be uh, pointing to um, hiding it in our heart. You know, coveting deep in our tent, burying it inside us, and secretly, you know, hiding it there. This is the this is the secret covenant covenant of Wealth, being wealthy, um, not just wealthy in a godly way, wealthy from the ungodly city. Uh, this this could be the compromise. Uh, this, this could be using Satan's reverse light to get money, uh, preaching a twisted gospel, uh, make uh, being a uh, could be being a um, 
Christian musician and 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 writing a writing a song that's not godly, uh, trying to go back to Jericho to get the money, um, making my my band look like the world, uh, making my church look like the world, uh, making my life look like the world. Uh, don't upset the boss. Don't let anyone know I'm a Christian. You know, I'll, and uh, compromising. You know, like like working in a business that's um, uh, Babylon business, uh, a business from business from uh, the reverse light, you know, um, uh, all sorts of things that are back to the city to get your gold and your silver and your and your supply um, instead of the supply coming in a godly way. Uh, doesn't it say, you know, it's 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 better to have nothing and and be saved than lose one's soul for the whole world or something like that. So. Um, if we go there, we see, I saw among the, uh, verse 21, I saw among the spoils a godly Babylonius garment. This Babylonius garment, Babylonius means Shinar. Shinar means a country of two rivers. This, this is putting on a garment from a, from a land of the two rivers. In other words, trying to row two boats, trying to drink from two streams, two cups, um, a double-mindedness, um, uh, wanting the devil and wanting God, you know, needing God for the blessing, um, uh, needing God to appease the conscious, but wanting the really wanting the devil to supply the gold and the silver. So um, in this way, God, God, this doesn't get blessed. This, this just does not allow you to even get near the city of a ruined life to to get that conquered. So uh, what? No, nothing good is going to come. Nothing good's going to come. Uh, uh, we find that the brothers of uh, Joseph, uh, when they went out to the field to find him, uh, they it find he went to the, find the brothers, and the, and the brothers uh, weren't doing their job in the field. They were off to a city, and he asked where they were, and, and this guy said they're at that city. And the name of that city means the meaning of the name of that city means twin cities. Yeah, they, yeah, they they're going to have it both ways. You know, uh, you can't have the cake and eat it too. That's another saying like that. So here we have, um, really, the guy wants the cake and eat it too, and he's actually cursed the whole of God prevailing Israel. He's, he, he's, he stopped God prevailing, and, and, and not just himself. He stopped the whole prevailing of God in this case. So um, here, we have, uh, here we have people that maybe... Uh, what the world use the world to promote, you know, even their ministries, and and then are stopping others prevailing, and uh, that that guy, uh, we'll read what happens to him, and what happens after this. So in verse twenty-two, so Joshua Yahweh's salvation sent messages, and they ran up to the tent, and behold, it was hid in his tent, the silver and under it, and they took them out of the midst of the tent, and they brought them to Joshua Yahweh's salvation. And unto all the children of Israel God prevails and laid them out before the Lord Yahweh, the existing one. And Joshua, Yahweh is salvation, and all Israel God prevails with him, took Achan the troubler, the son of Zerah rising, and the silver and the garment and the wedge of gold. Now, this also caused his whole family to be lost. So, yeah, whoever does this, yeah, you, yeah, you may... People may end up in the pit with their family and it's their fault they're all there. 
that's pretty serious. So um, uh, the wedge of gold, his sons, his daughters, his oxen, his asses, his sheep, his tent, and all that he had, and they brought them into the valley of Achor. Yeah, there's a valley, and the valley means trouble or disturbance. This is the valley of trouble and disturbance. Wonder what that represents. And Joshua Yahweh's salvation said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord Yahweh, existing one, shall trouble thee this day. Yeah, we, we start troubling God, provi God prevailing, we're going to get it, uh, trouble back. And all Israel, God prevailed, stoned him with the stones and burned them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. See, his confession didn't, didn't, cut, didn't cut it, did not cut it, because he got, had to get found before he confessed, see. And they raised over him a great heap of stones to this day. So the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, turned from the fierceness of his anger, wherefore the name of that place is called the Valley of Achor, which is trouble or disturbance unto this day. Now, one has to ask, are they in that valley? Anyway, we go on to uh, chapter 8 and um, uh, eight. And the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, said unto Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, Fear not, neither thou be dismayed. Take all the people of war with thee and arise. Go up to Ai heap of ruins. See, I have given into thy hand the king of Ai a heap of ruins and his people and his city and his land. So uh, once, if we can overcome the temptation of, of, of trying to drink from the best of everything, the best of both worlds or both rivers, we will then have the city, the king of a ruined life given into our hands no matter what. So um, that's encouraging for those that really want to uh, become uh, overcomers in, uh, in this life being Christian. So, um, and thou shalt do unto Ai heap of ruins her king, as thou did unto Jericho its moon. And her, her king, only the spoil thereof and the cattle thereof, shall you take for a prey to yourselves. Lay thee an ambush for the city behind it. So they're being given the promise of spoil now. After overcoming this far, they now get to keep stuff. And it's interesting that this heap of ruins is a woman. It's her king, this city. Jericho was a her, and the AI heap of ruins is another her. And um, this, is the, um, this is the heap of ruins. So um, Joshua salvation arose and all the people of the war to go up against Ai heap of ruins. Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, chose out 30,000 mighty men of valor and sent them away by night. Interesting now, Joshua's reconsidering how many to send. <laughs> he's, he's sending enough to make sure, you know. Before they were a bit cocky, they just said, ah, we'll we send a few, you know. God's with us. We just do it lightly. It'll be all right. So um, there is, um, as we read on, we will find that there is an opposing city that surprised me. And uh, uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of a shock uh, to read, but it's very good warning. And um, we'll, we'll listen closely. So as he commanded them, saying, Behold, you shall lie in wait against the city. Even behind the city, go not very far from the city, but be all ready. And I and all the people that are with me will approach the city, 
And it shall come to pass when they come out against us as at the first that we will flee before them. For when they come out after us, till we have drawn them from the city, for they will say they flee before us, and at the first, therefore, we will flee before them. Now, we have to realize that this, um, this, uh, <laughs> this uh, tragedy from before gave the devil, a, um, or the devil, or the, or the, the city, um, the idea that they can beat uh, Israel. So now they're cocky, you know, and, and God is using it in a plan here to, to actually get them. Uh, so even though uh, it was bad with the Cinebacon, uh, the, uh, the training went to the enemy that they could overcome Joshua. So they're now going to leave their city undefended and it's going to get ambushed. So God is now using it for good. So this uh, is an encouragement that whatever happens in our life, God can now take that to the next stage we're going and use it in our favor. So we can never lose. You know, being saved, um, how can we lose? You know, we're, we're not our own. We're bought with a price. You know, uh, we can be martyred. We still don't lose. You know, the martyrs don't lose. They get a crown. So, so there's nothing that can happen to us. We can't lose if we have the right uh, mindset and um, we walk in the way. So um, uh, the, uh, he said there, um, for they will come out after us till we have drawn them from the city. They will say they flee before us as the first, see, as before. See, they've been trained. And we will flee before them. Now, this is the demons are very, very, very used to winning. They've been in people for thousands of years and they're in and they're used to winning, probably got most people they've been in have died early, died young, committed suicide, all those sorts of things. And these, these demons have had a, a pretty good run. So uh, when they start and meet a Christian who has uh, sanctified themselves and, and learned under the teaching of peace, by the way, Jerusalem means teaching of peace, and the uh, early church was to wait under the teaching of peace, which is in Jerusalem, teaching of peace, until they were endowed with power. And this is what uh, is recommended, is, 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 is okay, you might have tongues, but did you get the power? So we have to wait under the correct teaching, the truth, and then we may get the power. Uh, and when these uh, demons run up against someone with a bit of power, they get a rude shock. And I, I seen a look of horror on their face when, that, when they've seen me. And, uh, oh, my goodness, it's a good feeling. You can smash them, and they're out, you know. So, um, uh they're used to running out and, and doing what they want. So God's going to use that, and um, he says, um, uh, And it shall be when you have taken the city that ye shall set the city on fire according to the commandment of the Lord Yahweh, the existing one. Shall you shall ye do? See, I have commanded you. And this is, the, this is the flames of fire that came on the church in the Pentecost. This is where we are. Uh, ministers made flaming fires we are to burn and call the fire of god on the demons not on people of course but on the demons on these demons that are ruining our life we are to burn them so joshua yahweh's salvation therefore sent them forth and they went to lie in ambush and abode between this is where they abode between bethel house of god and ai heap of ruins on the west side of ai heap of ruins but 
But Joshua Yahweh's salvation lodged that night among the people. Yes, when you're doing this fight, the Lord Jesus will will be there with us all night if it needs. And um, Joshua Yahweh's salvation rose up early in the morning and numbered the people and went up. He and the elders of Israel, God prevails before the people to Ai heap of bronze. And all the people, even the people of war that, that were with him, went up and drew nigh and came before the city and pitched on the north side of Ai heap of ruins. Now there was a valley between them and Ai heap of ruins. And he took about 5,000 men and set them to lie in ambush between Bethel, house of God, and Ai heap of ruins on the west side of the city. And when they had set the people, even all the host that was on the north of the city, their liars in wait the west of the city. This is the ambushing. Joshua Yahweh is salvation went that night into the midst of the valley. And it came to pass when the king of Ai Heba ring saw it, they hastened and rose up early. And the men of the city went out against Israel. God prevails to battle. He and all his people at a time appointed before the plain. And his was not that there was liars in ambush against him. He didn't know. He didn't know that there was ambush. So this is where we, we come to deliverance and we and we stir up uh, we stir up the devil in, in the people, the demons in the people ruining their lives and and those spirits manifest like come running out of the city. And and, and when we got them stirred up they're exposed but they but they lose it. Now they're exposed the, the Spirit of God is there to ambush them and cast them out. So this is the tactic of pick a fight with the devil. Uh, when we learn this, you can, you can uh, pray for someone and nothing happens, but you, you start picking the nose, punching the nose, picking a fight with the demons. Sooner or later, they're going to lose it, and uh, the person will go, whoa, I didn't know that was in me. And see, you know, you get someone stirred up with anger, anger, and they say, "I don't know what came over me. I lost it." So this is the this is the tactic we're learning from the book of Joshua: is to stir the enemy. Hey, what do you think you're doing to that person? What are you doing there? You think you got them now? We're on to you. You come out of the dark into the light. We rebuke you. We we call the judgments of God on you. Hey, whose body is this? Hey, aren't they redeemed? Look at the seal. All these types of things. So this is how we do deliverance to a ruined life learned from the book of Joshua. <laughs> now, uh, it's interesting here that um, uh, the ambush was happened between Bethel, house of God, and Ai heap of rods. And, and, and what is the house of God doing there? Uh, the house of God's already in the land. Huh? Joshua's entered the land, walking in the land, and now there's a city already in the land called the house of God. Why didn't God use that city to go and do things in the promised land? Where is the job of the house of God in the promised land? It's a city. Why didn't Joshua go there first and then go to Jericho? Why didn't he go there and then go to a ruined life? Ah, we'll see. Verse 15. And Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, and all Israel, God prevails, made as if they were beaten before them and fled the way of the wilderness. And all the people that were in Ai heap of ruins came together to pursue them after they had pursued Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, and were drawn away from the city. Now here is the interesting verse. There was not a man left in Ai, heap of ruins, or Bethel, 
house of God that went not out after Israel. And they left the city open and pursued after Israel. So here we have Bethel, the house of God, an enemy of Israel, God prevailing. And this city lives next door to Bethaven with vanity. Could it be vain religion? Could it be the this, this stuffed up religious um, vanity, waste of time, uh, preaching all sorts of things, teaching all sorts of things except deliverance, religion? Could it be the Pharisee? Jesus said, you stand in the way, you don't even let the people enter. Is that is that what's meant by Bethel? Um, very interesting what the Bible says about Bethel. In the end, which Bethel means house of God. You know, I hear it preached, you know, where the house, you know, my ears go up. All of us are the temple and the building is not, the building is not the temple. God says he doesn't dwell in things made by hands. So um, uh, it, it says uh, a lot further up in the, in the ends of if you do a word search on Bethel, you'll find out God says Bethel comes to nothing. So uh, we have to watch out for the vain religion here. Just before we're going to, you know, we dropped everything off. We're not rowing two boats in two rivers. We're, we're making the right decision. We're going forward. We even started our deliverance. And up pops, up pops the house of God and starts trying to stop it. So anyway, um, the, it says in verse 17, there was not a man left in Ai, heap of ruins, or Bethel, house of God, that went not out after Israel, God prevails. And they left the city open. That means that the heap of ruins and Bethel are partners. The house of God and ruining your life are partners. The vain religion and ruining your life are partners. Maybe the scripture come out of her, you know. So could could apply. So the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, said unto Joshua, Yahweh is salvation. Stretch out the spear that's in thy hand toward Ai, for I will give it into thine hand. And Joshua, Yahweh is salvation, stretched out the spear and he had in his hand towards the city. Now this stretching of the spear triggered the ambush. Um, what would be the stretching out your hand? Okay. Could that be faith? Could, could that be calling on the name of the Lord? Could that be pointing a God at your problems and asking God to come and ambush your enemies that are ruining your life? And the ambush rose quickly out of their place. And they ran soon as he had stretched out his hand. Yes, it comes fast when you do this. And they and they entered into the city and took it and hasted and set the city on fire. Oh, my goodness. Now, the king of Ai, he's, he, he's in a big problem now. So when the men of Ai, heap of ruins, looked behind them, they saw and behold, the smoke of the city ascended to heaven. And they had no power to flee. Hey, they lost their power this way or that. And the people that fled into the wilderness turned back upon the pursuers. They were all caught. And when Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, and all Israel pervade saw that the ambush had taken the city and that the smoke of the city ascended, 
that they turned again and slew the men of Ally, heap of ruins, Ai, and the other issued out of the city against them so that they were in the midst of Israel, God prevails, some on this side, some on that side, and they smote them, and they let none of them remain or escape. Listen, once you get your deliverance flowing at this level, at the heap of ruins, you'll, you'll find spirits running out of you. You'll, some people will find that they continually yawn. They, they just pray a little bit and the things start just running out. And um, th this, is the, this is the groundbreaking breakthrough that, uh, uh, that we need to go further forward is to get this king destroyed. So um, uh, the other issue out of the city against them, they're in the midst of Israel, or some on this side, some on that side. They smote them and they let none of them remain or escape. Yeah, yeah, you have no mercy on deliverance, no mercy on demons. I, I get sometimes spirits asking for, you know, to be be let off the hook. But uh, no, no mercy. See, slay everything. Go after everything. So uh, what happened now is is that uh, they, uh, verse 23, and the king of Ai, heap of, heap of ruins, they took alive and they brought him to Joshua, Yahweh is salvation. And it came to pass when Israel, God prevails, had made an end of slaying the inhabitants of Ai, heap of ruins in the field, in the wilderness, where they chased them. And when they were all fallen at the edge of the sword until they were consumed and all the Israelites, God prevails, returned to Ai, heap of ruins and smote it with the edge of the sword. So it was that all fell that day, both of men, women were 12,000 and all the men of Ai, heap of ruins. For Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, drew not his hand back. Wherefore, he stretched out the spear until he had utterly destroyed all his Ai heap of ruins. Only the cattle and the spoil of the city Israel God provides, he took for a prey unto themselves according unto the word of the Lord, Yahweh the existing one, which he commanded Joshua. Now, we have here... Once you start your deliverance, you get to this level, keep going. It doesn't matter how long it takes. Keep going, hard as you can, because this is not a small battle. This is a this is a ongoing, consuming battle that needs to be won, uh, so that so that you can uh, prevail in in further. So um, it's interesting that at that day, both of men and women were twelve thousand. We've got twelve stones coming across the Jordan. We've got the 12 tribes of Israel and we've got 12,000 enemies ruining in our life. Could that be the curse? 12,000, well, uh, you know, um, a thousand, could that be 12,000 demons or 12,000 curses that are that, that could be possible to ruin a person's life? Some people may not have all of them, but some people might have some of them. So uh, this is not a small job. This is a big job and one of the premier battles in the book of Joshua. Um, we'll, we'll finish here uh, up soon with uh, the uh, AI. It says here that uh, verse 28, Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, burnt AI, heap of ruins, and made it a heap forever, forever, even a desolation until this day. And the king of AI, heap of, heap of ruins, he hanged on a tree until evening tide. That's the curse being hung. That's the curse reaping the cross of, of Jesus. And as soon as the sun was down, Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, commanded that they should take his carcass down from the tree and cast it at the entering of the gate of the city. 
and raised up on a great heap of stones that remain to this day. This is the stone, the rock of the Lord Jesus Christ, crushing the enemy, keeping him, keeping him buried and keeping him dead. He's not getting out of there ever. So then Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, built an altar unto the Lord, Yahweh, the existing one. Now you'll see what he does here because this also points, I believe, to the curse of the law. I believe the AI heap of ruins is overcoming the curse of the law because they, they go here and, and talk about it. So then Joshua, Yahweh's salvation, built an altar to the Lord, Yahweh, the existing one. God, the Elohim of Israel, God prevails in Mount Ebel, which means heap of old ruins. And as Moses, drawn the servant of the Lord, Yahweh, the existing one, commanded the children of Israel, God prevails, as it's written in the book of the law, of Moses drawn an altar of the whole stones over which no man has lifted up any iron and they offered thereupon burnt offerings unto the Lord Yahweh the existing one and sacrificed peace offerings. These burnt offerings, I believe, are a type and shadow of demons burning. So uh, he wrote there upon the stones a copy of the law of Moses. He's writing it on these stones and he wrote, in the presence of the children of Israel, God prevails. All Israel, God prevails, and their elders and their officers, their judges, stood on this side of the ark and on that side before the priests of the Levites, which bear the ark of the covenant of the Lord, Yahweh, the existing one. And all as well, the stranger, as that he was born among them, half of them over against Mount Gizim, which is cutting off, and half of them over against Ebal, old heap. This is the cutting off of the old heap of ruins as Moses drawn the servant of the Lord Yahweh, the existing one, had commanded. Before that, they should bless the people of Israel, God prevails. And afterward, he read all the words of the law, the blessings and cursings, according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses drawn commanded, which Joshua, Yahweh, his salvation, read not before the, all the congregation of Israel. God prevails with the women and the little ones and the strangers that were conversant among them. So this is the, that's the end of uh, chapter 8, which is the end of the battle of AI, which seems to point to the overcoming of the curse of the law. We've been redeemed by the curse of the law, but uh, that's a promise, but it's got to be overcome. And it shows there clearly some very big mistakes that can be made, which you'll never get there. And um, I, I hope that's helpful uh, for today for work for the <laughs> for the talk walking with Joshua. Great teaching today. Uh, what shall we title this episode? Walking with Joshua, part one. Yeah, why not? Why not? Let's do it. Why not? Do walking that. with Joshua, part one. How's that, eh? Awesome. That's a home run for Jesus, as they all are. This is excellent. Peter, before we close in prayer, I want you to give yes, out your contact information. Anything you'd like to mention about your ministry? Please do. Okay. I, I um, Look, um, uh, uh, my name on Facebook is Peter Whiffen, W-H for Harry, I for Igloo, F for Facebook, F for Facebook, I for Igloo, N for Nally, Peter Whiffen, um, at Hotmail as well, my name. Peter Whiffen at Hotmail, and the, uh, we've given out the names amplificationbible.com web, website and his kingdom stable website. Um, I, I'm, um, 
I, I got a bit of a uh, place in my heart. There's a, there's a there's a, uh, a little school for Christians up in uh, Pakistan, and um, up in Pakistan, uh, uh, you know the, the the people that think that they uh, they got the goods on God want to want to make it hard for the others, and um, uh, they're not given the opportunity, and everything comes the hard way. So. Um, uh, I, I, I raised a bit of money for them. We remember we we freed the brickmaker, and um, yes, he was a literal we, slave, we, folks. Modern day slavery yeah. it still exists, and his freedom was yeah. bought back. He's free today. He's, Thank he you, said Jesus. he said a free Christmas. He's eighty years old. They were working like five till seven or something every wow. day. No holidays, not one. <laughs> eighty. Imagine that. Eighty making bricks. God and, have mercy. Um, the guy was crying, you know, get me out, get me out, try, get me out, because he, yeah, he saw, he saw it, 80. So anyway, we we got him out, thanks to you and, and some others. And, thanks to everybody and, out um, there, thank you. We, we, we got him out, and, and you know, um, that's one. And, and, you know, God said to me, you know, just have one at a time. But but there is um there, there is about, I think, about 50 kids. I made a website for these people called the Shiloh schoolofpeace.com oh wow let me go there uh give that out again the shiloh shiloh it's just called shiloh schoolofpeace.com okay uh, and um i think there's a link on my website too to them hiskingdomstable.com your main website yeah awesome. yeah you go there and there's and there's a link there and there's a you know um look i i since I've been doing uh, um, since I've been doing uh, uh, communion and and that I, I used to fret about my finances and um, I, I know it's not easy for finances and um, and, and um, oh my goodness you know one stage I had four or five million and I lost it all but um, since I've been doing the communion and every day that the complete worry of, of finances is gone and, and I've been up and down tight you know like tight many times. But it seems to always come through, and 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 God has given me some things, you know, Shannon, to to uh, to get myself, you know, look after myself, and uh, I work and do that. But um, uh, some help for the school would be nice. Uh, I, I've got a whole lot of stuff I can send, but the freight's expensive, you know, and and just some help with the freight. I, I can send them computers. I got I got uh, playstations here, computers. Uh, Household stuff, clothes, uh, uh, you know, enough to fill, you know, uh, a couple of tons because because we do that sort of business, like collecting stuff uh, to send to Fiji. So um, uh, I want to send it up to there. And, um, yeah, if anybody feels they, they would like to, uh, you know, if they're the ones like the tribes, you know, they're the ones that are blessed, uh, it, it, would, it would be greatly appreciated, that's all. Peter, how and, can they uh, be a part of this? Uh, do you have a web? Yeah, uh, excuse me. Do you have a, a PayPal they can give to? Yeah, my name Peter Whiffen again. PeterWiffen dot com uh, at PayPal. And um, um, wait a minute, every, Peter Peter Whiffen at Hotmail dot com. Uh, Peter Whiffen at at uh, uh, oh sorry, Peter Whiffen at Hotmail dot com. Peter okay. Whiffen at Hotmail. Spell spell yeah. your full name, please. Uh, uh, Peter, P-E-T-E-R, Peter, of course. Uh, Whiffen is W, H for Harry, I for Igloo, 
F for Facebook, F for Facebook, I for Igloo, N for Nelly. Okay, Peter Whiffin at Hotmail.com is yeah. his uh, PayPal if you want to send direct it or go to his website. I'm over there now, hiskingdomstable.com. He's got a link there to the Shiloh School of Peace website he set up. Now, folks, There's a button on there, too. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.